0: Five, four, three, two, one.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Poem podcast, your premier source and podcast for everything to do with the Toronto Defiant and the Vancouver Titans. I'm Chris at Lightforce, the voice coming to you. With when you are listening to this, a five-year-old baby force running around. That is right. It is her <laughs> birthday on Wednesday. Joined virtually as always by Omni at Omni Stripe and Jordan at Sir Doctor JM. Welcome, gentlemen. Exciting times.
2: Hope uh, you guys are ready to so do ready. some science. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I thought you were gonna to see if I'm ready for a five year old to be running the house, because no, no, I'm not.
2: A five-year-old. I have a five month old and luckily he's not running around. How does that work? How do you secure her <laughs> without don't. Like,
1: without putting a leash? Uh, yeah. We we ended up getting one of those little sort of like backpack bags that has like the leash on it when she first started to walk. Mm-hmm. But we didn't we didn't really use it all that much. And when when the pandemic hit, we then didn't really go out for a while. And by the time we did. She pretty much would stay closed. Like she yeah. was a little more in control. So, yeah.
3: At least yours didn't develop an aversion to clothes because that's what happened with oh. my pandemic child. But uh, that's closed. what's happening to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you guys are just lucky I get dressed for the show.
3: Hey, as far as we know, you're only half dressed. <sighs>
1: that's true. Hey, let me show you aren't,
3: something. Aren't we all?
1: <laughs> I didn't I, sign you know, up for I'm, this. This is this is going to be a phenomenal show. That we're already at this point where we're talking about clothing optional broadcasting. But it blew my mind when I learned that like the newscasters who sat behind a table often were dressed up from the waist up, but like waist down, it'd be like wearing a pair of like you know board shorts or like one of the uh, Vancouver like longtime Vancouver newscasters his dog used to be underneath the desk (laughs) for the entire broadcast like Hmm. stuff like that just blew my mind it's a very well behaved dog yeah but but here we are you know podcasting um into your auditory uh system and as far as you know we could very well just be ai advanced (laughs) ai but ai speaking of ai it's all about science and that's what this power rankings episode will be all about because. There is no other entity out there that pours the science in like we do. Let me tell you. Yeah. Chemicals and all. Yeah. Uh math, trigonometry, you know, A- the-
2: astronomy as well, you know, the stars need to astrology. align. Astrology.
1: <laughs> no, that that one doesn't count. You know, we 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 apply the hypotenuse to the <laughs> you know specter of the the team's uh, logo and all that
3: jazz. I don't know about you guys. I just looked at the color of every team's aura, and that's how nice. I ranked them. Hey, well, that, that's pretty scientific. It's like the science. spectrum of light, right? It's a form of science,
1: I suppose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah, this is going to be a fun episode. But before we get to the power rankings, uh, we'll obviously talk a little bit about what's going on in the world of Vancouver Titans and Toronto uh, Toronto Defiant, <clears throat> and. Uh, There's a little bit of stuff going on in the Overwatch League. Um, There's a little bit of stuff going on with the game, in the future game. We obviously Mm -hmm. can't ignore that either. Uh, So we'll get through those two segments that you're accustomed to and then uh, dive into the power rankings at the end. If you are here to listen to our power rankings, I have no idea when they'll be. Fast forward until suddenly we're talking about the teams and science a lot. We should point out,
3: that Chris put. They will take approximately three thousand minutes in our run of show. So, yeah. be prepared.
1: But those are always estimates. I say like, oh, this segment will be fifteen minutes, and forty-five minutes later, <laughs> we're we're busy talking about uh, the favorite video game that we played on an Xbox console growing up. You know, something yeah. like
2: that. It'll be a perfect listen if you're
1: going, you know, driving your car coast to coast. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, uh, our sultry voices don't put you to sleep. Oh, Anyhow, uh, let's just start pushing this payload. Moving the payload. Join me. The Vancouver Titans, they're existing as they always have been though. Um, was it, uh, Seiko, I think arrived. Uh, that was the last Titan to get to Vancouver. I was not aware he wasn't in uh, town yet. Uh, but, uh, that does mean the Vancouver Titans are all in Vancouver. Uh, the same can't yet be said with the toronto defiant but obviously we had already discussed how um you're dealing with some uh i presume visa issues i don't think they explicitly said that's what it was it was more like paperwork things like that but i presume visa is it um but uh i did want to talk a little bit about an update on having someone from the titans and someone from the defiant as a guest an upcoming show Uh, The Defiant got back to us to say that uh, their focus right now is fully on the start of the season, uh, but they'd be amenable at once sort of things, you know, get rolling that maybe there'd be an opportunity to have someone join us. I totally get that. I mean, new game, getting the team together, that should be the focus. New team. Yeah, that too. Mostly. Primarily. hisu, plus a cast of uh, newbies. (laughs) And then uh, the Vancouver Titans, however, have not said a thing. Which is weird, really, really weird, but then not. Like, Initially, when when I reached out, and I reached out to a few people, the the organization, they were keen on. Oh yeah, well let, let's make this happen. You know, closer to the season. Um, you know, right now, just still some questions need to be answered, and uh, we want to have everything in order. I'm like, okay. Then I hear nothing. I reach out. I get nothing. I reach out again to another person. They're like, oh yeah, no, totally. Um, we'll we'll get the the, the get someone on no no dice. Uh, I ended up reaching out to Tim Holloway. He replies. He actually declined joining us for a segment, uh, which uh, we had hoped to have to, to sort of bookend Adam joining us to talk about Toronto. But he had then said, oh yeah, no, let's get the coaches on and talk about the season. And again, silence. So just so our listeners know, I am trying uh, to get you uh, their perspective. But, um, you know, obviously I, I can't force their hand. That all said, while well, we don't have anything that we can officially share yet, you may have noticed the RSP Twitter account was dropping the emojis, and then I was dropping emojis in RS, or RSP cord, in Titans cord, and Defiant cord. The guests that we are lining up for our show, and I will tell you right now, they are not with the Defiant, they're not with the Titans. We're still working those sort of you know two areas, and we will look to get someone from those organizations on our show. But we're we're aiming big. Did you get so. Elon
2: Musk or something?
1: <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! You weren't supposed to actually Rough. say that. See, yeah. this is why I don't like dropping these things and telling you guys and you know our, our little podcast host chat. Yeah,
2: well, that's part of the reason why I'm already spoiling why he wanted to buy Twitter so badly because of RSB. Um, <laughs> yes, dropping
1: the emojis, he's trying to shut us down. Yeah,
2: yeah. Didn't like that guy who tracks his, like that guy who tracks his flights. Apparently, oh yeah, yeah, the
1: the, the <laughs> must plane bot or whatever it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but no, we we have. I mean, I am. It's not set in stone, but let's just say the wheels are fully on in motion, and it will be happening. Huge guest joining our SP, and lastly, this sort of came out uh, today. I didn't put it into the the rundown, but. Uh, Overactive Media, the uh, parent company uh, for the Toronto Defiant, uh, reported their quarterly earnings. Um, <clears throat> I, I sort of use that loosely because they reported a net loss. It was like $15.4 million, I think, is, uh, if I recall what it was. Something along those lines. Yep. Which is a lot of money to lose, especially if you think in the you know, presence of a quarter. But I would... Suggest people view these organizations in the lens of a startup. Uh, Startups burn; they need to build to scale. They need to build their organization. And while I am absolutely no expert, I do know that there is going to be a period of time through this growth agenda where there are more expenses than our revenues. What we are seeing, though, is a trend towards, you know, profitability. I would not be able to tell you as to when. Uh, and as a shareholder myself, I own shares in, in OAM, just you like know I own shares in Enthusiastic Gaming. Um, I am a happy shareholder. I own 10 shares of each. Like, I'm not at the board yet. They haven't sent me the invite. <laughs> Too bad. Soon, soon. It's all a matter of time. But uh, but no, I mean, it, I, I saw some chatter like, oh my goodness, they're losing money. They're hemorrhaging. And they're losing money. I mean, obviously I think they want to make money, <laughs> but uh, I'm not too concerned. And I think based on what I've heard within the sports scene, there are many more out there that are reporting at losses, but that doesn't mean they're not paying their bills. There is funding coming in. There's investment coming in. Um, there is a real appetite for the space. There was also a lot of, uh, I mean, in, in my opinion,
3: positive to pull from the earnings report, um, it was really kind of interesting. I mean, I've never really looked too closely at an earnings report for anyone except for or until now when I was looking at this. And it's interesting because they actually break it down by their sort of properties that they own. So they break it out by Mads Lions and they literally say slash League of Legends, Toronto Ultra slash Call of Duty League, Toronto Defiant slash Overwatch League. And I was surprised to see that because um, it, it gets pretty granular. But there was a lot of positive to pull out of uh, out of those. Maybe not a ton on the overwatch league side it was the the smallest um but a lot of growth to be found in things like their followers um you know and social channels which might seem insignificant but in today's day and age it's marketing right that's Mm -hmm. how you get your name and your brand out there that's how you draw attention and ultimately it'll it'll you know make you money they've even got a section there on uh their quote unquote premium partners and they just list off the brands that they work with. Um, so it, it was really RSP was on there, right? Uh, I'm just checking. RSP right was now. on there, right? Um, I, <laughs> oh, breaking up. Uh, can't hear
1: I see an R, I see an S, and I see a P. That's good enough for me. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine if if, if RSP became a premium partner of anything?
3: Not really. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the truth <laughs>
1: <laughs> the um you know the thing though to take from it is there are positives like you know they're they're reporting a significant increase in revenue um they're obviously building towards a future like they are still moving forward with their esports facility i mean it's it's multi-purpose but we have to consider there are other spaces like the Philadelphia Fusion and Comcast who Sort of said we were going to build this. We had, I remember at the grand final, the shovel mm-hmm. went in the ground. We're digging. We're not digging. <laughs> like you know, they put a put a little pause on that. And you know, it costs money to build something like this. But I think the Toronto Defiant are approaching it as we're going to create a space. Yes, it's going to be wired for esports and mine, but this venue is going to serve more than just that. And that's where you start to ensure that you have other revenue sources that can help, you know, your entire organization grow. So, mm-hmm. Anywho, um, that's it. Obviously, if anything breaks, it'll happen on a Wednesday because podcast lore says that's what has to occur. But uh, rest assured, you'll hear about it in uh, RSP Discord and the RSP Twitter account. We'll, we'll light up, if anything, big drops between now and next week. Mm-hmm. So payloads when pushed. It's time for us to dive into the fray. rosters are kind of set, right? I say this. I say this each and every episode. And then stuff happens.
2: Yeah. I expect more stuff will happen once, you know, teams listen to our power rankings and they'll be like, oh, yeah, we need to require <laughs> this and that. Definitely.
1: Well, it's like my, my first point in the rundown under the rosters are kind of set. Chang done <laughs> Oh, yeah. Mm. Oof. Like, the rumor is that Chengdu or Chengdu, the the um, team is possibly pulling a Valiant in so much that they're going to release a roster like completely. There are only rumors. Nothing has happened at this yeah. point, but there are many different sort of places that are reporting this and they are talking to, I think, different people. Hmm. So whether is smoke, There tends to be fire. And if this were to occur, like one, I can't imagine that the league can, can not react to prevent this in the future, like, or not prevent it, but structure things to ensure more stability this late in a, in an off season. Um, but it's from what I have read financially driven Mm -hmm. and, the thing about the Chengdu hunters is that they're making this decision based on, you know, poor financials. They're not the only team based in China who's been reporting poor financials. Like the Hongzhou spark, uh, parent company apparently reported a billion dollar loss Oof. right now. That's not just the team. It's the entire operation, but right. You know, if that is true and I'm, I'm sort of, relying on, on information that I've seen, uh, shared in, in both the client Court and, and, uh, off of, uh, off of our my goodness, that's not a good, good thing to have. Imagine a situation where you have two teams possibly making cuts so late, like it, it impacts your competitive, you know, nature within the region, mm-hmm. um, for one, um, let alone within the league. Yeah. And more importantly, it hurts our power rankings.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. No, today, today we're gonna just like ignore that. Let's uh, (laughs) and I don't know. We'll see. Like it's it's a big oof, obviously. Um, I think we've had we've all had enough of really really bad teams. Um, and this season was was probably about to be the stackest. Is is that even a word? Probably not. The stackest. Stackest by far. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully they somehow survive this. Um in their current form somehow. I know I'm like hoping here, but uh, we never had such a thing happen. And the most unfortunate part is how close this is to the beginning of the season. So uh, it's going to be a wild ride. And and hopefully, you know, uh, things don't really go as bad as, as we expect them to, but (laughs) I don't know, like it's, it's money, right? That's
3: what drives everything. Um, I'm not sure what's what's going to happen. Yeah, I think I think what I had read as well was there's a bit of a focus on certain players that it seems like they might be looking to offload. And if that's the case, I mean, from what I read, leave all star flex DPS was one of the names. Um, No pun intended. Yeah, yes. (laughs) So if if it comes down to leave leaving or being forced out of of uh, Chengdu. That does not bode well for them. Um, a few of the other names I saw I think were most of the supports, um, you know, Iveltal, Faraway Monk, Nisha. I don't know if I saw that there was much talk about um, tanks or hit hitscan, so Aprita and Gaga uh, in reverse order, but it would drastically affect their season if, if leave left, but as well if they lost... A lot of the supports. Now they do sit at eight players on their roster right now. So that Mm -hmm. is on the higher end, I would say. I mean, league average is probably like seven or eight. So it's not crazy stacked. Um, you know, it's no Hangzhou who's sitting at nine, but or Boston, oddly enough. But it regardless, you know, if they lose, if they lose one of those players, maybe not that much of an impact. Once they start losing two, maybe three, then we're getting in some hot water here.
2: Yeah, leave also. If it's a matter of money, I'm sure he's paid like two or three of other people that they have on their league MVP. It'll be
3: a big blow for sure. Yeah. Leave to LA Valiant. That's all I'm going to say. They do need a flex DPS right now. Yeah,
2: yeah. And plus, I think they are still the only team that runs a completely Chinese roster. Oh, and I don't know. I think so. Yes, they are. Um and that would also be like an interesting turn of events like where do they go? Like most other teams are already set. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, we may- maybe Guangzhou, but like we already mentioned like what's the financial situation is there, like there and then mm-hmm. obviously uh with visas and things I I don't think there's a lot of 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 you know of potential uh, places, but yeah, it's it's
1: it's very sad for mm-hmm. Panda. <laughs> the you know thing to consider, you know, throughout all of this though, is that if it is money related, uh, the teams like if they're going to b- change their roster, they're buying out those players. They're paying money for these players to go away, true, albeit probably less, presuming their contract is, is the standard. A player contract that's available but then you have to pay league minimum at you know at least to those players who you're going to bring in mm-hmm. so i mean how it, i'd have to ask like how much are you paying these players you have on your roster if you're going to make such a drastic change um i don't know and maybe they're being paid really well but like did someone mess up Did they not t- look ahead where the was the parent company not in communication with the, the team. Like there are, there are many questions. This is like, I, I look at like sort of what happened with the Vancouver Titans is completely different. You had a, 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 a fracture between players and management. You look at what happened with the LA Valiant and you had an owner who was like, nah, we're actually not really at, interested in this anymore. And they found a partner who wanted to go in an entirely different direction. Um, so that you can, sur- again, I mean, that doesn't discount what occurred. It was horrible, especially the timing of it. But now we're seeing something completely different where it's all within the team. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, there are calls that, you know, we see anytime players get cut or something is that this wouldn't happen if there was a Players Association or Players Union. I need to stress, while a Players Association or Players Union, is, I, in my opinion – a good thing for this league to have for the players to organize and have sort of a collaborative representative force, it doesn't stop this from happening. All that that association or that union would look to do is set the parameters as to which teams and players interact. And what that means is what we know is the standard player contract. What would that be? What is the framework there? A team can still make the decision based on the terms of the contract to say, we're going in a different direction. And there will be language that allows for, for that to happen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, Chengdu isn't the only one though, shaking things up. The Florida mayhem, um, have made a couple of changes. So, uh, mirror was, uh, was thanked for his contributions to the Florida mayhem and, uh, was cut. Um, the rumor is that XZ might be who will be replacing him um we know XE signed a contract we know XE has said he's not you know completely focused and sticking to the asian region that's just where his preference happened to be yeah we do not know what team he has signed with it could be valorant for all we know but um i found it interesting that uh, albert yeah had uh, followed up with you know Mir being released is that the mayhem looked at mirror as being a player who could play in all three roles and then found through scrims, not necessarily the <laughs> roles they wanted. Uh, like, like, okay, cool. So you brought a player in to the specific position and you wanted them to be able to play everything, but then you decided, Oh no, not really working out. Like, yeah. That part blew my mind. Play everything. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like those comments that they made after releasing him, they kind of threw him under the bus really. I... Yeah. We brought him in to do all of this. He didn't do it. Yeah. It was... We're pretty sure he's <laughs> going to be valuable on a team. Who's looking for a very versatile player. Like. Yeah. It's odd. Odd phrasing really. Um About XZ.
2: Yeah. That'll, that'll be cool. Seeing him again. He hasn't played in a while. I think he wasn't contenders. I think. Um. It's kind of odd, not seeing him in, in in Dallas, of course, when he goes uh back. But yeah, if if he's even at eighty percent, that's an upgrade over Mirror. So
3: yeah, as a as a Florida fan, I would love to see Exe coming coming to Florida. Um, mm. that would that would make me real happy, almost as happy that as Kareem going to Florida as well.
1: <laughs> when you guys did your rankings, did you factor in that possibility? A little bit,
2: a little bit. I, I I didn't find it moved it too much for me,
1: but okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll get into the details, then. I was just curious. Sure. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, I had, it's on the spreadsheet, right? <laughs> well, I saw that. I saw, and you had added a a because you know me. I'm like, oh, I don't normally like talking about rumors. Well, there's a legend um, there. I I, I, I know, I and you added heavily rumored. <laughs> <laughs>
3: It uh, it definitely shifted them, I think, one spot upwards for me, okay. um, which is interesting given who it bumped them above. But um, mm. overall, there were only a few teams. Uh, maybe even... I'm just trying to think now. There's only one team that I think I really considered kind of outside factors, like when a player might be available, um, given mm. their age and things like that. I think there was only one team that I actually took that into consideration for but yeah.
1: well the other thing which we still ultimately would need an answer for there is one team who is at the league minimum but we have yet to know who the league minimum <laughs> right. player happens to be nobody so- knows
2: that's the odd thing about it nobody knows or at least they're not you know letting on but mm-hmm. from listening you know to tactical crouch or to yeah. like nobody knows
1: yeah, which is, I mean, it was so weird that that we have you know a team like the Excelsior right now. Yeah, like who 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 do you like? If you're not announcing it, you're in my mind. You're you're it has to be marketing. It, it truly has to yeah. be. We wanna we wanna drop this and we wanna generate some pop. Uh, it's I mean,
2: also an odd one because you don't really know which role they're. Mm-hmm.
3: It, so. it was Omni kind of mentioned their plat and and tactical crouch. It was interesting hearing them cuz a lot of the time these more insider uh uh better
1: connected than <laughs> us you can say. <laughs> these it.
3: more well connected podcasts and and creators uh will have some inside knowledge that they're not going to share, but they'll just keep quiet about it, right? They just won't really touch on the topic. And they have touched on it and it seems like they really don't know who yeah. who is New York is bringing in. Um and like you guys just said, you know, they've got one tank, they've got one hit scan, they've got one flex DPS, they've got no main support, but they've got two flex. pretty pretty veteran flex supports that might sure. be able to split split the load, right? But it's a big question mark. Um, mm-hmm. Rookie on tank says maybe it's another tank, you know, but again, it's such a mystery.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll we will obviously know.
3: Within you know, within a couple point. weeks,
1: yeah. But it's just again kind of surreal mm-hmm. that that here we are. Every other team, some may add, some may you know, there are still some changes. But we still got one team mm-hmm. who Sean Miller has said all teams are at the league minimum. The league minimum is six. Yeah, yeah. that
2: so. it's such a Vancouver thing to do. <laughs> what, not saying anything? <laughs> just straight up, not just saying waiting anything. for the last moment to uh, yeah. But like yeah. Uh, now, now they're they're uh, much better at that. So
3: watch they yeah. don't announce anything. Players just log in and everyone's like, "Who who's this?"
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. There'll be no picture. It'll just be like the gray yeah. silhouette. The name will just be they question can mark, just mark, mark, like question mark. um you know Crusher ninety nine. Oh yeah, whatever the default name was on the jerseys back in the day. <laughs>
2: that's uh one of the friends
1: alt accounts. So oh, is it? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's funny. Maybe that that's who it is. <laughs> Yeah. maybe it'll be
3: xqc we'll see oh
1: yeah for sure <laughs> oh could you actually you know what <laughs> oh, if the lake wants to, wants to get more eyes watching it the way xqc brings out the viewers yeah.
3: on an all korean team <laughs> yeah <laughs> in new york and he's canadian as well
2: <laughs> uh. hey
3: you gotta do you gotta do what you gotta do right
2: yeah, we, we just by mentioning his name we, you know, up the um our listeners by maybe a thousand now for this episode. So. We
1: can only hope. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe maybe that guest or guests that I'm inferring include <laughs> the name SQC. Maybe. <laughs> oh, anyway, um obviously, uh as I had uh, noted in our podcast uh, host chat, um, the Chengdu Hunters situation will probably be sorted out uh, hours before this episode goes live. So, sorry. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would have not thought we would have still been seeing changes at this this point, this late, uh, especially ones as potentially drastic as has been rumored to be happening in, in Chengdu. Before we get to the power rankings, though, uh, there has been some news as it pertains to uh, Overwatch 2. Uh did the two of you catch the uh Sojourn uh, dev uh, AMA? Yep, I did. I rewatched it after the fact. Yep. Mm-hmm. I I'll be honest, going into it I wasn't sure what to expect. Like they didn't really define sort of yeah. what would be discussed outside there'll be a little bit of a gameplay reveal. Yeah. Uh, Sojourn will talk about the hero um and it'll be an, an AMA and so I was thinking like are they are they inviting like people to ask questions? Like it's being broadcast on Twitch. And as you can imagine, Twitch chat, not the best place to go and draw questions from. Mm -hmm. So then uh, they, they share their hosts and like, Oh, okay. So they probably got like a list of questions that are being uh, asked and this will be a cool collaborative experience. And that's what it was. I actually enjoyed their approach uh, where they talked about the, the development of the character, the history behind Sojourn um, how she's been in the making for such a long time, yeah. but that tied back to this sort of, you know, the story with overwatch as to how it is, you know, at a high level, a game about diversity, mm-hmm. about inclusion. And, um, I really enjoyed that. Unfortunately, there are far too many people in the community who did not. Yeah. I, and, I don't. I. I like. They're like. Oh, you told us there was going to be gameplay. Like, I interpret it as an AMA, and we'll see a little bit of what Sojourn's abilities can be, which is what we saw.
2: Yeah, I mean, the message was very important, and I like both of the uh, streams that we got, but I think that they should have reversed the order um, of that, of the two.
3: That would that have made would a lot have more like, sense.
2: Yeah, just introduce. You know, the the majority of 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 what people want especially like maybe not i'm not trying to say uh that one's priority is higher than the others but maybe in terms of urgency when you're like waiting for <laughs> so much time maybe the yeah. second uh, the first one should have been uh uh you know uh sent out first and then then you go into the depth the the interesting you know no, you know uh, uh stories behind the character and what it means to have her uh, in the game as a voice, as a you know another uh, representation—that uh, would have been probably a better option.
3: Yeah, I think there the chatter online has been, as you alluded to, largely negative around the Twitch stream. And the day after, they released, I think, an eight-minute video that was a developer update. It was. Uh-huh. And, and I think it serves as a direct comparison of the two avenues and, you know, to Omni's point, yeah, it would have made in my mind, a lot more sense release an eight minute video on a Thursday at the end of that eight minute video, hype up the fact that, Hey, tomorrow we're doing an hour long Twitch stream. It's going to be live. We're going to have a couple hosts, their content creators and community members that will talk to the dev team and the members who may have been yeah. in that video. That probably would have made a lot more sense. Yeah. Plus, you know, who doesn't want to kill an hour at work on a Friday, right? Um, <laughs> But unfortunately, they did it the opposite direction. And I think the chatter was a lot of negativity around the fact that these Twitch streams feel um, a lot less produced. They feel like mm-hmm. they maybe lack a little bit of direction. Sure, maybe some of the questions are um, you know already written up and, and the developers sure. know what they're going to be asked. But the way they have to talk about it on the spot is a lot more... Um, it just lacks a lot of focus. It's a a little bit more rambling, you know, they they might have a point or they might know where they want to go. But it's like having a conversation. It's like us right now, they don't necessarily know where exactly point A Mm -hmm. is and where exactly point Mm -hmm. B is. And on top of that, you don't have the production behind it to edit it and make it, you know, seem a little more planned or produced, right? That's what it comes down to in my mind is the production value. Whereas an eight minute video, clearly, they shot this, they edited it, they May have had a script. I don't think they did. It didn't seem like they did. It did seem pretty casual. But I think there's a lot less pressure when you're not doing it yeah. live, and that shows in how comfortable the two, uh, the two, um, I forget both of their names, but the two who spoke um, were in that developer update. And to all of that, I think that in my mind, I would rather have these YouTube videos. Um, yeah. You know, I would rather have the more produced, the more concise the more, uh, honestly, they show more in those. In eight minutes, I think they kind of show more than they talk about in an hour in a lot of ways.
1: Well, that I mean, the like the dev update we got, the YouTube video, I mean, that was its intent. And I, okay. I actually hadn't thought of it that maybe should have come first. I agree, maybe. Yeah, I think that's a really retrospect. good idea, yeah.
2: Imagine, like, uh, if you, that, the problem there is essentially you have, a, Thousands of people who are starved. So you're like coming to a restaurant. And you haven't eaten in in a year, and then the chef comes out. And instead of bringing out the food, he'll start talking about you know what's the history of the dishes and why they matter, which is great. But maybe after you've had it, it will make more sense because you're not like
1: yeah.
2: hangry like like a well, <laughs> crazy
1: yeah. But to counter that, that I like, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I I like the analogy. I do too. The thing about this is that it wasn't like the the AMA was not pitched as a dev update. I think many assumptions were made because historically, what is it that mm-hmm. you know Blizzard has provided us from the Overwatch team? Mm-hmm. Dev updates. Mm-hmm. Like if we learn something, it's because in the past, Uncle Jeff shows up and starts. Hey everyone, it's Jeff from the Overwatch team because no one knew who he was. And here's what we're going to talk about: this, this, and that. Like those, that was what it was. That mm-hmm. happened, and then oh, and to your the two of you who had said the hype. Yeah, join me, and I'll be having a, a conversation with Tim the Tap Man <laughs> about Echo. Or I think I think it was Tim that got Echo. Or I can't uh, remember who it was. Oh, right? like,
2: I, I remember who it was. Uh, but it's just was a it cer- certain guy. Um, that we don't want to mention. We should, shouldn't bring up anymore. He's now mm-hmm. in Valorant. Let's just put it, that that's the guy who sat with uh,
3: uh, Jeff. I was not following the scene back then, so I'm yeah. unaware of all of this. Well, I think I have an idea of who you're talking about, but I'm, I was unaware that there was an unveiling in such a manner. Yeah.
1: yeah. But it, I, I think people made assumptions. Yeah. Like they, they interpreted, here's what we're getting. It was different. I do not like different. Well like the and and I I I feel that that, there was a a loss of 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 connection as a result, but I I actually I agree. If they had provided the dev update first, hyped up the AMA, just switch the order of those two, mm -hmm. and I think maybe the message is heard. Unfortunately, I have I have a low expectation of of a community that (laughs) continues to reinforce misogyny and discrimination. I was just gonna ask,
3: have you ever been on the internet?
1: No, uh, I understand it's a pretty cool uh, technological uh, yeah. development. Uh, Al Gore invented it. It's like a series of tubes, something, something like, something that? like
3: that. A Little black box yeah. in the ocean or something. I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and
2: unfortunately, you know, the minority is is. I'd like to think uh, the
1: minority is way more vocal and, yeah. and toxic. Uh, yeah, and and that you know what you're probably bang on. Just a very vocal, very very vocal, uh, minority. I hope um but what did we learn about sojourn um we got a much better picture of her abilities um so no longer does she have a giant railgun that just you know shoots through everything and eliminates people so when i say everything previously it went through walls that would be cool like could you imagine the combo like you know every other sort of alt you can kind of get away from it but then like the railgun like do you just see like a red line coming through the wall chasing you down that that but, um, I, I always
2: thought that would have been like the perfect widow alt. Instead, she gets some smoke.
1: <laughs> um, but her her abilities, like when I first saw her, this was in the EMA. I was like, so this is like, a, you took Soldier, you took Baptiste, you mix them up, yeah, and then gave her like an Instagib alt. Um, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> like. Like, and I, I'm, I actually start to wonder, like, if we think about hero creation, how different is she than what we already have? Or have we reached that point where we're now going to just see a blend of heroes? I think we talked about this once before where it's like, you're, you're
3: looking at these original heroes that in some cases were created with a very distinct purpose, like soldier. Um, you know, he was created to attract the more casual call of duty audience with his straightforward shooter gameplay. Um, Mm -hmm. And now we're seeing the evolution of design and and games in general, because Sojourn having this this power slide ability to me really strikes me as um Blizzard and the Overwatch team looking at the current uh surroundings in the in in the space. Apex is a very mobile game. Uh Call of Duty has had slides since I think Black Ops. Um you know, Fortnite with their no build mode, they've improved the, uh, uh, movement and control in a lot of ways. And I think the power slide on sojourn is a direct result of that. It's okay. We know kids these days, quote unquote, uh, want this mobility. They want verticality. They want the quick dash. They want the slide, that kind of thing. And this takes all of that, blends it into one easy to understand character with a point and shoot gun, right?
1: Oh, and the, Keep in mind the secondary ability that's a CC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, I, I Blizzard. <laughs> I really
3: question when you would choose Soldier over Sojourn. I think there's there's the obvious, you know, uh, sort of area of effect heal that Soldier has, but at the same time, given the mobility that Sojourn has over Soldier,
1: I don't know. I don't know that you need that from Soldier, right? It, I mean. Legs and Sojourn were apparently, you know, the two commanding officers in the in the Overwatch. And Legs is retiring, I guess. That's a good point. Well. anywho, I mean, we're we're a week away from the beta, right? All three of us are obviously going to get access, I'm sure. Yeah. Unless you know you already have it. Do any of us have it? I don't know. Yet to be confirmed. <laughs> yeah. I cannot not confirm nor deny. Yeah, I don't so do to want to go to Jail. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, anyhow, again, all the great news will probably break on Wednesday tomorrow. But uh, until then, uh, let's, uh, let's get into our segment about science.
0: Oh, impressive, if I do say so myself.
1: You know, I really wanted to segue this and like title it like, you know, RSP Power Rankings powered by Bill Nye, the science guy, <laughs> something like that, you know.
3: I have yeah. a book signed by him. Really? Oh, yeah. I met him at the... Uh, he came to talk at the University of Lethbridge when I was down there once. Oh, and... Uh, cool. Yep. Yep. Bill,
1: Bill, Bill, Bill. Right? Like, I mean, you think about the Overwatch League. There's the Jeff song, right? You know, Jeff, 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 Jeff. They could just <laughs> transition it to Bill. Bill, Bill, Bill. Anywho, we are here with their annual... Ready, set, pwn, power rankings, powered by science and more science and all the science that can possibly power power rankings with.
2: Yeah, let's welcome all the listeners who skipped everything that came before. (laughs) (laughs) 40 minutes. missed out.
1: If this happens to be the very first time you've ever heard of the RSP power rankings, or maybe you you are a recurring visitor to the RSP power rankings or one of our longer-term listeners, this could very well be a refresher. The way we go and we approach the power rankings is through a pure metric of secret sauce and proprietary programming and scientific formula that the three of us then apply to all 20 franchises in the league. And then we combine those into an averaging formula that spits out ranks one through 20. Now, There is a requirement for some flexibility because it's not as easy to simply say 1 to 20 at the get-go, so we give ourselves a little bit of room. We then apply a classification. The classification is where if a team falls into that area, they're they're generally within that space. Our three classifications from top down are the playoff classification, that's teams 1 through 6. These are the teams that we expect to be in the playoffs. The wildcard classification Teams seven through 12, we expect these teams to potentially be in the playoffs. They're sort of, you know, that uh, tier break in some respect. And then there are the uh, out of playoff teams, teams 13 through 20, who we don't think make the playoffs. Now, just want to point out, the Overwatch League doesn't conform their playoff picture very well in line with our power rankings. Not anymore. Which is a problem. (laughs) but we've kept it the same just cuz now in each of these three classifications we then take it a step further we apply tiers and these tiers are broken into chunks of 3 save for the two teams at the bottom uh, so top down in the top tier it's the contenders and the almost there group there are the playoff classification tiers the wild card classification contains both the pretenders and mediocre city And the out-of-playoffs classification includes the quote-unquote upside, the GG-Easy, and the last two reported for throwing. Yeah.
2: And while these these tiers exist, we are still ranking them uh, even within the tiers. So the order matters.
1: Loosely. Yes.
3: It all matters. You live and die
1: by your success. That's true. That's right. So myself, Omni, Jordan, the three of us independently put together our power rankings. We used, again, all the different formula and secret <laughs> sauces and everything to make things happen. We bring that together. This Today is the first day that the three of us have seen each other's rankings in their entirety. And then uh, Omni, who is the, uh, the scientific mind of the show, <laughs> he then takes it a step further and spits out the uh, RSP rankings. Uh, which is what you'll see us publish uh, in in social and on our cow and and, on all that jazz. So I think we've got everything explained. Let's get into the specifics. Starting from the bottom, as we always do. Team number 20, the London Spitfire. That is right. All three of us unanimously said the London Spitfire are team number 20. They are reported for throwing. And yeah. last year, there were many people who told us, I can't believe you did London dirty like that. Because we, we had them near the bottom last year. They weren't at the bottom. The difficulty that I had with the Spitfire is I don't feel they've improved. So how do you elevate? Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's it's not even the, the fact that how, uh, how much did they improve. I think most teams did. It's just that. A lot of teams improved way more and it's kind of like, um, you know, you get a pay raise and you're happy about it and it's like 3%, but then you realize that inflation is like 7%. And <laughs> you realize that you're actually going uh, backwards and you're not really yeah. earning like you did before. And what can we say about the Spitfire? Uh, they had some interesting additions. I think Poco is is the, the one big name. Like uh, he didn't really play last year, uh, but he used to be a big name. Um, but I'm still there's a lot of gaps in there. I like when I looked at older um, shacks Backbone, sparker it's a good DPS line. Maybe not as flexible as you want you'd want to be. A lot of them are like focused on the hit scan. But we're gonna talk a lot about DPS. Maybe we should like bring it up as, as, as a common theme. A lot of people do say that like it's gonna matter way more. And if you go down team by team, it's just unbelievably stacked. And I don't think they, you know, measure up at all, to
3: be honest. Yeah, this this bottom honestly, you might call it the entire out of playoffs section is going to be a similar story for a lot of these teams where, yeah, they've upgraded. I think it's pretty clear that most teams in the league have upgraded, at least in some ways. Um, London is probably the one team that I just, almost immediately, they they dropped to the bottom. Um, and then, of course, they had the the challenges with their flex support. Uh, you yeah, know, being booted from the team shortly before we did these power rankings. And, and that was a confirmed fact, you know, not a rumor, like we talked about with Florida. So they've got holes right now, which doesn't bode well for them. And on top of that, it's in, uh, at least one pretty important role being flex support. Um, currently they only have a main support, which, yeah. which most teams are stacking on flex support. Um, And some teams seem to not even be going with main support at all. So it definitely puts them in a tight position.
1: Moving on up, another unanimous pick, team number 19 in our power rankings, the Los Angeles Valiant. Now, the Valiant are no longer vacant. Let's make that very clear. And if there is a team that improved, well, I was going to say the most, they didn't really improve the most. (laughs) But they improved significantly from what they had (laughs) last year. The Valiant are it. Um, I was actually surprised that I had the Valiant ranked as low as I did. You might ask, how is it possible you're ranking them? I mean, I went through and I assigned a score for the tank lineup, the DPS lineup, the support lineup. And I may have been harsh, but to me, the glaring hole for the Valiant is their tank line, and that carries with it a significant bias because of the <clears throat> single tank meta.
2: Yeah, Uh add on top of that, like uh, Shassin, or Sassin, however you pronounce it, he didn't play for over a year, and when he did, he was more like a weird um, Jack of all. El- trades would play some DPS uh, characters and then go in and play a diva or a hog and something like that. So, Oh, it's, I I'm with you
3: there. Yeah. They, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, it's almost impressive that they landed above London. (laughs) I think (laughs) early on when we started hearing about this team, there was definitely a, a sentiment around them that hey like they might actually be putting together a roster that yeah they got no hill like could be more watch. competitive exactly and and that you know coaching although not a significant consideration for me just because i've never truly followed the coaching side of things too closely in the overwatch league did come into play for a few teams um and that this was definitely one of them where it seemed like maybe they're giving it a more significant try than they did last season. Last season was cobbled together. And that's no secret. Last yeah. season was, hey, you're available. Come join us. You're available and you're in the region and we don't need a visa for you. Come join us. Um, this season seems better, but like I said, across the board, teams seem better. So yeah. this is where they wound up for me.
2: I yeah. mean, since they had like probably, no, not probably, but the worst map record of all time even worse than uh um shanghai dragons Mm -hmm. maybe they will have the best uh uh, improvement the biggest improvement of all teams which is not saying much could be true i i mean dia is good uh coldest was hyped before maybe he does get to that spot again lengsa is is pretty decent they're not horrible but they're not good either so yeah, mm-hmm.
3: I'm just looking at over.gg and uh, Valiant finished 17th overall last season so not bottom of the barrel but they yeah. do have a streak of 18 losses so I think that's maps 18 map losses in a row um, which will continue into the next season right so they're on track to set a new record really with that
1: yeah in the 18 spot our third unanimous decision the bottom of the out of playoffs picture, but the first in the GG easy tier, the Guangzhou charge. It's a weird team. Yep. I, so I'm just looking at my, my score here and I ranked out of a, like essentially a six point scale. I mean, sort of, I think what Omni and I have done forever and I ranked them as like middle, like threes across the board. But I think in retrospect, I was giving more points to teams above. And so really, their ranking, while I said, oh, they're not that bad, to your point on as you earlier said, inflation, unfortunately, was much higher than what the, the team is able to to produce.
2: Yeah. It's so sad. Guangzhou, over the years, I remember the second season season, um, It kind of feels to me, I'm not really sure what's going on, um, you know, at the top there with the GMs, but it felt like they had like this exciting team and they had a good, good idea of how to go about the Overwatch League. And they tried those wacky uh, uh, mixed rosters and then they kind of lost interest in the league altogether in a way. Because especially this, uh, like offseason, they didn't do much. Um, They did like, um, they lost, was it this, uh, year that, no, well, Mali is a good uh, addition that they had. They have just one rookie, which is Mm -hmm. odd for a team like that. And they brought like develop and they still have Rio and Kronk serviceable players. But yeah, like I said, um, with the other improvements, especially when you look at, um, the APAC region where they're going to play, it's like, this is not good enough. You, you, it's like a kid who came to school and he just did the bare minimum, and you're like, "Well, that doesn't look too great." Yeah, like may- maybe maybe they knew more than everyone, and maybe that's the team that will pick up the 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 pieces falling off of uh uh Chengdu. But just looking at their roster right now, there's nothing there to be like super excited about.
3: Yeah, there's there's a few players that I at one time might have liked. Um, I know Krong in the past was seemingly uh, seemingly a top contender in, on the tag right. side, but last season didn't really show that too much. Um, mm. Choice of one I'm overall not really too impressed with, um, just I, in I lean general. Um, yeah, Eileen. Again, it seems a little bit like once upon a time some of these players were in the upper ranks of other players in that role, but overall um, not a ton that I am impressed with on this team develop coming over from Shanghai. He was signed with Shanghai last season, although I don't know if he played for them at all, but uh, maybe he got some good experience uh, scrimming with them or just being a part of that system. So maybe that's something to look forward to. But I mean, like you said, Chris, we, we all, all three of these teams we've talked about so far, we all had in the exact same position, 18, 19, 20. Yeah, I don't think he did with the, the lineup they that they, they have there
1: over and so Yeah. Team number 17 in the GG Easy tier. RSP has the Florida ma'am. Myself and Omni, we had the ma'am in this spot. Jordan, however, was a little more uh you know encouraged by what he was seeing from them. Had them up at fourteen. So Jordan, why not? I defer to you. You had them higher than Omni and I. I
3: had them higher. Um, I took a bit of a closer look at the rookies, and overall, I liked what I was seeing. Um, obviously, it's it's tough with two ta- two rookie tanks coming in. Um, given we know that, or we largely suspect that things are going to be more DPS focused. I don't want to undervalue the tanks because I did feel overall that tanks will still have a purpose. They're not just going to be completely useless. So I liked what I was seeing there. Um, I like their support line, honestly, and especially when they brought in Kareev. I'm, I'm a bit of a Kareev stan. I, I like him a lot. Um, I know he's had his ups and downs certainly, and then randomly he'll turn it on and pop off. And I think that's probably why I like him. Um, the XE factor increased their where they were in my rankings. And overall, the biggest reason I put Florida higher up was the gun buff factor. Um, mm. this, this is the one I was talking about with their coach more significantly moving them in the rankings than I think, uh, most other teams had moved. And that's on the backs of what he's done in the past with, um, with seemingly limited resources, he's been able to make it work. So I put a, a decent amount of faith in that side of things. Now, the team that I did have in this position is the Boston uprising, but I'll talk about them when whoa, we
1: whoa, get whoa, there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Man, you don't get to talk about that team. No, not yet.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. Like you brought up this team, this team is probably the first one where my biases will show a little bit already. <laughs> um, they, they might move a little bit in that range for sure. Um he, I don't know. They have this weird mixed roster. Gunba might help that, but right now they have a collection of, of, of players from all over. And and I feel like before it might not have been the plan. I'm hmm. trying to remember. Was it Checkmate that got released and then signed up again? Not really sure. Anyways, uh, the thing here that that was weird to me, Kareev to me is not really a great pickup. Uh, I know why people like him. He he used to have like great moments, but he, he kind of reminds me of like a player in the NBA like Carmelo Anthony, who, who keeps getting picked up even though he hasn't done anything like <laughs> nice in like 40 years in the league, but whatever. So he he's that kind of perpetual uh sign up. Animal is a weird pickup for me. Ah, oh, that's another blast from the past. It feels like this is the most uh while it does have like Talent, uh, more more so than the teams that we've already mentioned, and maybe even more than the other teams that are gonna follow. (laughs) But I feel like there's no plan Mm. in this construction. I feel like everything was haphazardly collected. Oh, shoot, this maybe it's a team where things didn't uh uh, uh, fall through like they wanted to. Like also they lost Yaki, which is a huge blow uh to them. But mm, what else do we have here? Adam and someone. Someone is actually turning uh, 18 two days before.
0: uh,
2: (laughs) Oh no, actually two days before uh, the beta drops. So that's an interesting one. So we'll see. I'm not really sure what's going on. Hydron is apparently a a good pickup. XZ is also uh, could be something that like uh, helps helps your case here. It's just that, like this team relies too much, maybe on the unknown factors or not really sure what's going on. Uh, But maybe they can go higher. I, 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 I don't. I don't really have as much faith
1: in them right now. Uh, to answer that earlier question, Checkmate was uh, released and then resigned. Yeah, so got brought back got a month um, later. Um, so this is the first team they get punished based on my extremely scientific approach of. If I don't know the player, because you happen to be in the tier two scene, if you're a rook, that was a dash. Like it was, and it's not, a, not me trying to suggest that they're not going to go and pop off. It's just that I have nothing to work with and I wanted to avoid, you know, potential name recognition, like Adam, for instance, getting his opportunity in the overwatch league, having his last opportunity so viciously ripped away from him. Right. That name recognition alone could influence me. Cause again, I don't follow that tier two scene because i've also <laughs> placed the tank line higher this hurt florida yeah. this is why i sort of i had the, score yeah,
2: the, the shock fans are gonna love your ranking <laughs> <laughs>
1: um i was just thinking no like was it fair of me though to go and punish them on the tank line when they have you know experienced tank checkmate I mean, checkmate got an opportunity. Uh, to I guess maybe maybe as a doomfist. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, okay. I don't mean to joke about it, but their approach to mirror was like we brought him in because he could play all three roles, and it didn't work out. Maybe checkmate they brought him back for the same reason. We know he can know. play two. It does make me maybe. wonder. Yeah. This why does bumper not have a team? Because bumper can play it all. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't factor in Xe. Um, I think if Xy's actually on the team, i probably elevate a little bit more. Sure, that's fair. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I think, honestly, when I look at this, I, I punished them so hard on the tank line. That brought them down. No Xe factor, tank line hurt them just because of my crazy formula. Um, I like the Kareev edition, but from what I understand, the Kareev edition is more of the... A band-aid yeah. until uh, Sir Majid is, is eligible right. um, although let's be honest it's it doesn't hurt to have depth either so maybe that should should be something that gets them a, a point above but yeah,
3: I have them where I have them. Florida is one for me that is a bit of personal bias I I like Florida but I'm okay to say
1: that yeah I do you can say a lot of things. I mean, I'm going to say a lot of things too, right? That's um, why we do a podcast, right? We say a lot of things. Exactly. The uh, team at the top of the GG Easy tier in number 16. And I'm sorry to tell you if you're a Vancouver Titans fan, because <laughs> it's the Vancouver Titans. Uh, Omni and I had team at 16. Uh, Jordan, a little off the board, he, he felt the Titans are going to do much better than that. He had them actually at 15. <laughs> yep. Um, Huge jump. Yep. So Jordan, I'm going to defer to you again, because you're the one who's out of line with the the two of us. Uh, What was it that, that gave you confidence in the Titans to be ahead of, well, the team that we'll get to in a moment
3: without revealing who the next team was. Um, I mean, you can, no, that's okay. That's okay. I like their, uh, their DPS lineup more. Um, it, it is largely in comparison to the team that we'll talk about in a second. Um, I like their DPS lineup more. And if I'm looking at their support lineup as well, I certainly don't mind that. I don't think we saw all that Aztec has to offer when he was on Toronto. Um, I think in the tier two scene, he was pretty highly anticipated and I don't think he really got to spread his wings, if you will. Um, And the Massa signing coming over from Atlanta, I think Massa was a little bit underrated on Atlanta. Um, or, or undervalued by a lot of people. I think he's going to bring a pretty significant presence. Um, and I'm hopeful that maybe he plays sort of that, uh, uh, you know, we always talk about a shot caller and things like that. I'm hopeful that that's going to fall to him a little bit. I'm not too sure if that's traditionally what his role has been, Yeah, but that veteran presence, I think could definitely fall to him because even shockwave, you know, isn't a veteran. He's not a newbie anymore. Um, He's been around a little bit, but between Shockwave and Aspire, um, I think they can work really well together with maybe that commander in the watchtower, if you will, being Masa, um, and then having some support from Aztec and, uh, false in my mind is probably the biggest question mark on this roster. Um, given that he's a rookie and given that I don't know that he really truly covers all of the tank role, uh, characters, heroes, um, and we know that Vancouver has talked about the fact that they want another tank. At this point, their options are limited. They're going to need someone who's already got a visa or who is already in the region. Um, XQC. Which it's going to be tough. Not just bringing XQC, bringing any any tank.
1: Like tank that. player. He's a Canadian, yeah, so yeah. he's ready to yeah. go.
3: Um, but yeah, like I say, it is largely in comparison to the team we'll talk about. Um, I think this team is more upgraded than... The team we'll talk about again but um yeah that's i'm I'm looking forward mostly to seeing what their uh, dps lineup can bring that's for sure
2: yeah uh to me when the roster was slowly revealed i was really uh, positively surprised and i was uh very hyped for them but the more time has passed uh, cooled off I- i've a bit. simmered do- down a little bit yeah and it's i know it's crazy but maybe not not so much i think their ranking is really hurt by the performance from from their last two seasons even though there's not a single player on that squad from these yeah but maybe the coaching that never changed uh would have an adverse effect of it i, I don't know if it's a fair thing to 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 use in a power rankings but just like i don't know um just that makes me a bit careful with Vancouver. Uh, like you said, the biggest hole is obviously in tank. Mm-hmm. Um, some ramblings are going about the fact that maybe uh, uh, the need for two tanks has been greatly exaggerated and, and teams will just opt to playing their most uh, their most adaptable tank. And, and mm-hmm. apparently there's even a, a bit more ramblings is that uh, off tanks are 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 the the, the big yeah. choice for most teams. So maybe they just saw in screams that he's adapting a- enough. But to me, that's not enough to get him out of this uh tier, right? Agreed. I felt like like they they're uh, a little bit short on that end. Massa and 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 Aztec, sure, they're decent. Uh, I disagree with a lot of the, you know, the the bigger pods are saying. Oh, main support. If your main support is your best player, you're 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 in a bad spot. Maybe, but like, if Lucio is a thing and and you don't have a, a main support, it's gonna be rough. Mm-hmm. I'd like to have like both spots uh, uh, filled out, uh, and I feel like Vancouver did build a good team to mm-hmm. accommodate that. Even when they brought like uh, Sky Rippa. And and uh, um, what's the other guy? Psycho? Psycho. Psycho. To to fill out those odd picks, um, they're just one piece ahead away before like uh, maybe going up a little bit. But like I said, you get that pay raise, but inflation. <laughs> um, yeah. Who knows? Shockwave and Aspire are pretty good. I don't want to spoil too much uh, about. The teams we're gonna talk about in, in the front. I f- I feel like Aspire was the best best DPS on the team. He he actually left uh, last year, but mm. uh, they might they might uh, uh, carry the team if the if this team does uh, play well. It's thanks to these two guys, I think. Yeah, fair.
1: So the, I I did not include coaching staff in any of my rankings except for two teams was this one of them one of which is the no, i was just titans. trying to
2: justify why i thought like their past experience still like well, haunts them that's a good even point. though they'd... well and i agree with yeah. you though
1: like i i i agree with you when i had the titans ranks i punished them based on how i mean we had justin join us the last sins season. of the fathers right and we had asked him <laughs> like hey you know you You brought together a roster where it was to go one direction, and then the meta shifted, and I get it like you it kind of it's you're playing a game of cards, you don't necessarily know how the meta will shift with patches and all that but you you didn't build a roster that would accommodate a potential mm-hmm. shift. you went so you know sort of unilaterally in this direction. What did we see last season? We saw a commitment to a game plan mm-hmm. for the sake of what seemed to be a commitment to a game plan, and I just feel that you know if you, you can't seem to learn or evolve on that end that actually could potentially hold back really good players um so that was where i felt the vancouver titans you know having built up the team were paying this tax mm-hmm. and i i hope i'm wrong because if if i'm if i'm wrong if omni's wrong heck jordan if you're wrong too if these if this team is much better than we think that's great mm-hmm. i just i don't see it and again crazy formula false as the tank got got hit and that's not a knock on false it's just my crazy ranking formula um i love the combination of aspire and um uh, shockwave Mm -hmm. i am i'm all about that recency maybe but i love that they have the potential to pop off and i may be you know living in the past here but when you had like Shockwave and and Dalton mm. at the top of their game, just clicking heads, ripping and them to shreds, whatnot, right? Like this is what I'm hoping will happen. Um, you have a what I feel is a very competent uh, support line in Masa and Aztec, and I'm not discounting you know Psycho or or, or Sky I just feel that the Titans actually have improved quite a bit. They have a question mark on their tank line, and a big question mark on their their coaching staff. Anywho. So where are we uh, right now? Well, we've gotten to the upside, quote unquote, tier. These are the three teams that are at the top of the out of the playoffs classification. <laughs> Coming in at number 15 is the Boston Uprising. And I need to point out, none of us <laughs> had the Uprising ranked at 15. <laughs> I gave the Uprising a bump up to 12. Omni also had them at 12. However, Jordan, he ain't a fan of the Uprising. He had them in at the 17 mark. And based on, again, how the averages all work out yeah. between all of the rest of the rankings. I pulled them down. Boston comes in at 15. Yeah. So, Jordan, I hate you. That's okay. Hate- you seem to be the outlier. You're going off board here. <laughs> oh, no, that's so good. That's good. Hate
0: Boston so much? Why do I hate
3: Boston so much? Um, So... They don't have Kareev. They don't have Kareev, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, so I look at Boston and the only standout I see is Striker. High potential that we're not going to see the same Striker that we've seen in the past given he's not surrounded by the same squad he was previously, nor the same system he was previously in any way, shape, or form. Season one, though oh okay fair fair and and again as i always say i was not watching back in season one so i'm basing it solely on his performance with san francisco really um that is where he was right yeah 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 okay just make sure i'm not crazy That was a sanity check there
1: well that doesn't that doesn't guarantee that just i know i know sanity yeah exactly
3: good point good point um another part that i have some serious concerns about is the late signing of it's all Uh, to the tank line. Mm -hmm. I think that's indicative of problems on the tank line. Most teams uh, do not have three tanks. The only other team that we see with three tanks is Hangzhou. Um, And I think that has a high potential to say that they were having problems between Marvel and Punk. Um, Maybe one wasn't performing on certain characters, and the other one doesn't play those characters, something like that. But I think that them bringing in a third tank this late indicates problems on the tank line. Because of that, I mean, looking at the rest of them, I, yeah, I've heard that Valentine is, is you know, cracked and, and has a high potential there. That's not what we've necessarily seen. And then, I mean, the other sort of area that jumps out to me that people might be a fan of is Crimso. Um, I was never too big on Crimso. There were rumors of him going to Vancouver, I think, early on. And I'm happier seeing Aztec, who again, I think we haven't seen his full potential. I don't know much about Skyripa, so I can't really make that comparison. But Crimzo is the only other one that I think is a standout to me. And I'd never thought too much of Crimzo when he was on Houston. So those are my thoughts.
1: If I can interject. You can't. On the Edsel signing. I don't necessarily view that as a bad thing. as you okay. can. Because you 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 raise a fair point. Could it be that they're needing to bring in a third person because personnel-wise they just haven't found the makeup to have a player work within the strategy they're working with? Sure, but based on what I've sort of been overhearing over at the Weekly Uprising and and those who follow the 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 Boston Uprising as a team, it's all was more of a motion. Yeah, like. It's a we 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 seize potential. Sure. We want to enhance our bench, and that's how we're going to approach it. Um. So for for me, yes, he's a rook. There's a there's a dash there, but they have uh you know uh, punk and and uh, it's marvel. I think is the uh, the other tank, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So like I I don't I'm not concerned. I mean I could be wrong. You could be right. We won't know until obviously see mm-hmm. we see them play, but then. When I look at, you know, another play you brought at Crimzo, maybe you're not so big on him. And I don't necessarily think he is the the end-all or be-all, but he brings a level of confidence and swagger that good teams have to possess. And last season, I was so high on the Boston Uprising, and there were these glimpses of potential, Mm -hmm. and then the Uprising would find ways to lose. And I feel that was because they didn't have the confidence in their own ability to to capitalize take advantage and i think Crimzo, presuming he's in and acts within that capacity will sort of i mean it, live by the sword die by the sword but still it gives the the uprising something they've they've lacked
0: Anyhow,
3: uh
1: yeah
2: it's all apparently the rumors about him is that he's a great mauga player I'm oh <laughs> But uh I don't know. Like with Striker, of course, is uh is like a cheat code on a tracer. And if she is good, that's gonna win you uh games by itself. Um uh, Valentine's was pretty good. Crimson Crimson's pretty good. I think he's better than Kareev, but like I'll keep <laughs> it to myself. But uh yeah, I haven't ranked him uh that high myself, but I think at least they have like a lot of holes covered and, and we should see some decent results from them. Not going to expect them to do, you know, go into the playoffs or anything like that. But I think they're, they're going to be competitive and, and with the, you know, the striker edition, like uh, already talked about it a little bit. um, Might be good. Might be good. It's, it's a little odd to see them with nine players for (laughs) sure. Maybe it's a sign of, of issues. Uh, Time will tell.
1: Coming in at the fourteen spot, the Philadelphia Fusion. <laughs> How the mighty have fallen. Wah,
0: wah, wah.
1: Now it wasn't unanimous. It was close. Unanimous. Unanimous. It was close. Um, myself and Jordan had him at the thirteen spot. Omni had him at the fourteen spot. Again, averages. Fourteen is where they land. Quick maths. Um uh, This was. This is a team, and I. I so there was there were three teams that i was moving around the board quite a bit so i i probably started you know cooking the the formula because mm-hmm. you know that's totally legit with the scientific uh, process we're using i think for the struggle i had is every time i elevated them was I elevating them because they were the fusion and i have this expectation mm-hmm. they're just a, mm-hmm. a good team and yet when i look at the roster i'm I'm not inspired yeah. right do they st- like, still
2: have like visa issues uh
1: well I'm um, no because i believe <laughs> they they're they they solve that by just not having anyone that needs a visa right. from you know what i understand i like i'm i fury uh Ain't god carpe i have confidence in them m and three zest fixa i don't know enough about um and as a result, I mean when I give them their score, I have them uh I have them lock in, you know, well, why I'm locking up thirteen. But
2: I, I feel Philly is a team that is just on the cusp of the, their big rebuild. Uh they're mm-hmm. gonna mm-hmm. finish that like Carpe
3: Carpe retires
2: finally. Yeah, yeah. And, and then they're gonna change the direction. That being said, uh he this might be sooner than later. Not in terms of him you know being released, but he might be like once m n three is old, old enough or uh you know they're ready uh their two d p s pickups are apparently yeah really really good. the holes that they have is probably you know uh the tank uh and, and you know with the loss of alarm obviously they don't mm-hmm. be able to fill fill those uh shoes not in a million years uh mm-hmm. but Maybe that's why we're kind of low on them. Um, zest and M and in- 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 three could elevate them a little bit. Carpe maybe without the, uh, a couple of good widow, uh, games. Who knows really? Yeah. Um uh, but yeah, like oh, the mighty have fallen, Um, <laughs> like before. And we're not meaning to say they're like garbage tier or anything like that, but just like, it's gonna get really, really, uh, um. Uh, uh, heavy soon (laughs) as we go into, you know, uh,
3: the, the second half of, of these uh, rankings. Yeah. This, this was the team that I was alluding to when I spoke about taking into account the uh, actual availability of players, um, specifically MN three, because he's apparently going to be underage until August, I think, July, August, late July, something like that. So he's going to miss a pretty significant amount of the season. Um, and it's not that I don't have faith in Carpe because I do think still think he's a top tier player. I just think as we get higher up in the rankings, we will see the top tier is stacked. I think especially on hitscan, right? Um, and so I, I think he'll, he'll keep them afloat. Probably there's a potential for the Carpe carry um, if he can really turn it on. But I think once MN3 is able to really come through, I think Carpe will be benched. I think it'll be MN3 and Zest all the way. Um, because, like you're saying, Omni, uh, everything I've heard is that these two as a DPS yeah. duo are just insane. Yeah. Um, and I just checked on on Liquipedia. It's actually already 18, so... Oh, really? I think you should be able to play right away. Yeah. I... That's interesting because I I know on Tactical Crouch they had talked about him not being there. Yeah, I missed that line. too.
2: Like it's weird. I, I Maybe mm. he just skipped a year. <laughs> I'm not really like, sure. What years didn't. You, can't, you not can't trust. Right now it says November couch. 25th, uh, 2003, and age 18. Interesting.
3: It does indeed say that, which is surprising. But yeah. Tactical
1: Crouch just can't trust. Mm, him. I guess not. I guess not. Yeah. Um a couple notes on the Philadelphia fusion one also keep in mind our rankings are for the entire league but because they're playing in the east region they have a greater ability to be a playoff performer than That's they true. are across you know an entire league um and the other note and this is not something that we've actually sort of talked about um have you seen the the, the tribute patch they have for a lot oh, not um, mm, yeah so there i think it was uh was it carpe i think there's a picture of carpe i think it was wearing it just a nice yeah. gesture by the philadelphia fusion i mean the 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 loss of alarm is, is Class act. yeah for sure you know um tough and i'm, I'm glad that they're looking for a way to, to honor him in that mm-hmm. regard that's that's awesome to hear so uh team number 13 the top team in the out of playoffs classification the top team in the quote-unquote upside we have the Paris Eternal. This is the team that uh, Jordan didn't want to talk about because <laughs> Jordan hates Paris. Uh, Omni, however, Omni had them placed at this uh, spot, and I actually was a little higher on Paris uh, than the, the two of you. Um, so, ha- I mean, there's two outliers here. I think Jordan's the greater outlier based on the overall ranking.
3: But... I, can, I can talk on Paris a little bit here. Um, the reason I have them so much lower, I have them in 16th. Um, Whereas here they're landing in 13th is because in a lot of ways of that, uh, that inflation rating that uh, you guys have talked about. Um, I think uh, overall, I mean, I think they brought back five of their six players. The only new addition is Glister, if I'm not mistaken. Um, And to me, that's not great. Um, Although obviously they are higher than some other teams. um, I think that if, you know, if, if you're not moving forward, you're standing still kind of thing. And they maybe took a baby step forward. Yeah. Now I would also like to point out that during last season on an episode of one man watch point, I literally titled it. I'm a Paris fan now because they converted me. So there, there's a chance, you know, they, they could bring me around again. I did like that roster. No loyalty from Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> they got it. They just got to prove it to me and, and I'll be back on top. But, uh, Yeah, I I like Glister. I do like Glister as an addition, but I just overall, you know, looking at the DPS line, I had Vancouver one higher than Paris. I like Vancouver's DPS line better than I like Paris's.
1: So, so, um, Vestola was released and then brought back just over a month and Mm a half later. Glister was their only addition to the the roster from last season outside of the the loss of Suna and uh, Onigod, but you're kind of talking me into this because I don't think I use the role of inflation with Paris. Mm. I remember what Paris went and did as a team last season Mm. and how down I was on this team. Right. Going into like, so now I'm kind of questioning my rating is, is this a recency bias? Did I, did I give them a score that, that isn't reasonable? Like I'm just looking at my, my rankings, this is a team who I had rated four across the board. Mm. Now I had, I actually had a number of teams for across the board, three of them, um, essentially the three that I have in the, these sort of next three spots. So you could argue they're interchangeable pieces.
3: <sighs>
1: yeah.
2: Uh, to me, they're kind of the opposite of, of the team that we're going to talk, uh, about next <laughs> where they, Achieved a little bit more than you'd expect with what they had last year, and they mm-hmm. went eight and eight. So exactly on that five hundred note, and and it's pretty impressive, uh, considering like they were you know bottom two, uh, <laughs> c- consensus wise. And I feel like last season, Avala, they she she built quite a great team in the, in Khan, Dan, Dridro, and Naga. They were all playing pretty well. And now that they've they're adding Glister on top of that, and Glister is is a player who actually wanted to go there. I don't, don't really know what was going on there.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh it's it's a big uh, uh uh upgrade for them, and that's why I feel like they're better than um you know the teams that we mentioned
1: uh before in my eyes. Yeah. So Recapping the out of playoffs classification at the bottom and 20 is the London Spitfire followed by the LA Valiant Guangzhou charge Florida mayhem Vancouver Titans Boston Uprising, Philadelphia fusion and the Paris eternal. Those are the teams that we feel are out of the playoff picture and likely not to compete with the asterisk. We're not talking about divisional play. We're actually talking about an end of the season, which is I know a whole bag of tricks that doesn't line up with the lake, but we are RSP and we don't change. <laughs> Let's talk about the wild card classification. The two tiers again here, Mediocre City and Pretenders. Mediocre City is where we're going to start at. And the team we have 12th in the league is the Washington Justice. Now, the Justice were ranked number 14 by yours truly. Omni had them in the 15 spot. But Jordan here, he's high on what Washington's serving. And he has them at the number 10 spot. So guess what, Jordan?
3: So I I want to be clear about something. I actually don't like... Washington I never really have I think ever since ever since the Roadhog meta that snuck them into the playoffs I've been salty about them I really struggled to place them um I'm actually when I saw you guys had both put them so low I was shocked because I thought that I kind of thought I was putting them about where you guys were going to put them and that was a little bit of my reasoning I was a little bit like I just can't figure out what I want to do with this team because I'm not crazy about them. And I don't want that to be the reason I tank them. So I was surprised to yeah. see you guys have them as low as you did. Um, comparing them to a few of the teams that I have, uh, sort of in this gap of, you know, 12 up to where I have them in 10th. I do think they are kind of the definition of mid. Um, yeah. I'm not crazy about their tank line. Uh, although I think Kalios did good things when he joined New York towards the end of the season last year. Um, mag, I don't think is anything to write home about. Um, I enjoyed happy quite a bit when he played for Houston. I thought he really, really was impressive over there and happy with decay. As much as I, again, hated the fact that they made it into the playoffs off the back of decay's performance, basically. Um, (laughs) he is skilled, even if he's supposedly Mm -hmm. not the best teammate. And so I have pretty high Mm -hmm. expectations for a happy decay or happy assassin dps lineup
1: so my issue though is that again we don't know if any of these rumors which are still somewhat recent oh washington's trying to move decay like that has been a rumor right throughout the Mm -hmm. offseason there might not be any truth to it but we have heard this time and time again and i feel that decay while an elite dps player this is someone that maybe pops off and ladder because they can carry themselves, but in yeah. the context of a team, there's a struggle. And like, for me, I I, I'm actually, I, I don't mind mag. I think mag is a, a solid tank. I, I think when I looked at the, the mm-hmm. justice, um, I punished them more based on all the question marks as to what's happening in DPS. Uh,
2: that's an odd one. Um, I ranked them. going into season four really really high like tops they they were sixth for me on paper they look great Mm -hmm. the carry potential right so he's not just carrying on ladder that guy just you know just wiped the floor with uh, so many teams in the playoffs playing Zarya so he he has that weird ability to just have a really huge peak peak mm-hmm. in some odd metas so the talent is there i'm not really sure what the you know how 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 collaboration works uh with with that kind of guy with he had issues in most of these uh um teams that he played for but like i'll just you know quote uh george bush fool me once shame on shame on you fool me you can get fooled again <laughs> 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 so they're an odd team i i i was burned by them once i i won't be burned again and that's why i have them pretty low uh maybe they'll surprise me i don't know uh happy is a great pickup mm-hmm. not gonna lie uh support not so great mag i'm still waiting for the great promise yeah, it was exactly. yeah. as the next big thing coming from contenders. He never got there, not even close. So mm-hmm. I'm rooting for the guy, but um,
1: yeah. I need to add that I also, I felt like, yes, the question marks on the DPS side, sort of where does decay fit in hurt. Um, I also wasn't sold on support. Mm-hmm. I mean that, and then yeah, that had more to do with the fact of the, rookie. Uh, the rookie penalty. Yeah. yeah. But uh, you know, it is what it is. As we know, Jordan hates everyone and Washington benefits as a result. Even though I hate Washington. <laughs> exactly. You just hate other teams more. Uh, speaking of, of hate, uh, the wow. next team that we have ranked in at the number 11 spot, the New York Excelsior, which is an interesting placement considering I think in our previous two um, power ranking shows, the NYXL, which were are not the NYXL anymore, um, were scored higher except for someone like me. And guess who's at it again? Uh, so Alney, he had them at 11. Jordan, you had them at 12. Me, I hate New York. Had them at 15. (laughs) Let me tell you why. Please do. Um, so New York is actually being punished because of the number five. I so when I'm a, I'm assigning scores, right? I'm I'm going through like, okay, yeah, tank hit scan flex main flex, ging- boom. boom. There, do my math. Yeah. There is a hole right now on the main support side. I get that, you know, it might be a double flex. Maybe <clears> main comes into play. Like I I completely understand that, but uh, <that's> I'll be that. honest, they got hit. They got hurt because I did not equate blanks. Um, it didn't really hurt with the Valiant and the Spitfire. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm sorry. This is this is completely on me. Uh I like uh Flora and Yaki. Um I don't know enough about Kellen, Gangnunjumung Youngbung. Yeah, I mean they're probably a lot better than where I place them, but I mean, all things considered, I mean, if we were to defer to the two intelligent people on the show and Jordan and Omni. My hate for New York didn't really hurt them that much.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I I, I was the, last season, I was the Atlanta hater. Uh, This season, you're
1: kind of taking that mental, I see. (laughs) Yeah, wait until, wait, we won't get to them yet, but there's another team that, as you've alluded to, I Yeah,
2: uh, odd one. Kellen is apparently the best rookie tank coming out out of Korean contenders. But take that with a grain of salt, because we've heard that before. And many a time and, and that never panned out and, and I'm not really sure how uh how it will translate to Overwatch uh two at all. Um mm-hmm. Yaki and Flora is a very good pair. They're like I don't know, like happy and decay, but without the,
1: the without <laughs> the, the decay, decay part.
2: part. Yeah. So Yaki might Thrive in in a better environment. Uh, the Gangnam Jin and Gangbong uh, duo is certainly weird. Um, yeah, it, it just looks odd right now with that glaring hole. What what's gonna happen? Are they gonna like sign a main support? Or are they gonna put? I assume well, Gangbong is probably the least like the 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 less Gangnam Jin is better. I don't know. It's strange. It's strange to me. Um... Also, I I feel like uh, uh, since they lost Jonak, I know he's not even playing this season, but kind of like losing your mojo in a way. Uh, It's weird to me to to see this roster without him, and I hope that they do well, but I'm not confident in them right now.
3: Yeah, New York for me was one that was not hard to place. Like, they're definitely you know, bottom half kind of thing. Um, but some people don't think so. And I don't see why Uh, I agree with you to me. Yaki's the only shining star on this team. Um, he's, he's actually, he is a big reason why I became a fan of Florida because I enjoyed watching him and BQB play together so much. And because of that, I think that like you said, him and Flora could make a good combo. Um, But again, concerns about Kellen being solo tank and a rookie. Like you said, Gangnam Jin and Myung Bong, sure, they're veteran support players, but kind of a weird combo. And then the unknown as well. Um,
1: So, I just want to point out, we rank them as a bottom half team. They're the top of the bottom half, but we have ranked them in the bottom half. So we are part of the group that is doing so just
3: looking at our individual rankings. I do consider maybe I should have put them more around where you put them, Chris down at 15. It would only move them down, you know, three spots, but this was probably the toughest range. If you ask me from about eight to 13, maybe.
0: Mm.
1: I, I would agree. I mean, I'm just, just looking at my, my numbers here and I mean I had one, two, three, four, five, six, so I had six teams, all essentially at the same rank overall, but when I started to influence based on positional ranking, um things were to change so I mean arguably, if I were not to have done that, you know that's it's a real
2: interchangeable mm-hmm. group yeah, I had three teams sharing the same score as well, yeah in Washington and Paris so those, again, those teams that you don't really know what you're going to get, have some good, uh, good, good uh, 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 parts, but also big holes. So,
1: Yeah. So here we are at the top of Mediocre City. We are now transitioning into the top half of our rankings. We are still in the wildcard classification, and the team we have at number 10 is your Toronto Defiance. I had them 9, Omni had them <sighs> 10, Jordan had them 8, omni apparently carries more weight i i know <laughs> i see i see your math and your formula it just seems that when there's a when there's three of us at a sink, omni's pick is no that's not I'm it
2: like we, we're three people and if two people have them uh over or under that's where i go then okay. then the so other like, thing is uh,
1: for... omni cook the books exactly omni exactly. hates toronto <laughs>
2: I'm I'm uh, you know, filling in for Sam since he's not here. <laughs> Man, yeah, Toronto. Toronto I want to rate them higher. I really, really, really do. But that's kind of like on the same weird in the same weird fashion when I look at what is it with Canadian teams? <laughs> the more I look at this team, the less I like it. <laughs> kind of like the same with Vancouver. How tragic. <laughs> because Yeah. W- off season started, like they signed Twilight. Holy crap, what a great pickup. They get Chirong. Yep. Oh my god, like what a banger. Like it's just like megaton after megaton. But then like news hot by you, you're like simmering down. And then Kisu is not that good. Okay. <laughs> He's not that good. He's just not that good. He's not that carry player that you 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 want to go above tenth. Or above, the, eight, the, so you're telling above. me the
1: the one player they bring back?
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm with yeah. you. It's it's an odd choice to build around him. Um, Man,
1: our our listeners from the six have just started turning. What off can the I podcast. say? I'm
2: trying here. I'm like I'm grasping at straws. Amazing support yeah. line, maybe the best in the league. Tanks are okay, but that DPS lineup. Uh, look at the the spreadsheet. There's. <laughs> Not a lot of teams, even Vancouver, that don't have like a, a better uh DPS lineup than Toronto has right now. And it's very sad.
3: Yeah.
1: I so I mean there there's been a number of the uh, the bigger podcasts out there who've looked at Toronto. Uh some have said like there's potential, they could perform. Mm-hmm. Um I think it was uh plat chat had described them as they're going to be an entertaining team. Like they're, they're going to be fun to watch. Um, uh, but here, here are some problems we have, uh, tactical crouch, not so high on Toronto. Um, my worry with Toronto has to do with two things. One, they have players who are elite players in very specific roles. Sure. Right, like, like I'll oh, use Twilight. I think he's an elite flex support player, but what have we seen from him? We've had we've seen very specific hero pools, and if meta shifts away from that, I feel that that may then take away the Twilight advantage that Toronto was going to possess. Right, and I I feel that that exists. So Hisu, I'm not as down on Hisu as you are. I'm not down on him I, I just he's, don't think he well I, I feel he, is a restri- he has a he has a more restricted hero pool than some of the other teams
2: what, what's and his I best hero be
1: hanzo you're asking me a question <laughs> that i'm going to struggle to answer
2: but even if you like look at his um prowess though, when we when he popped off whether it was a widow well, or not he he doesn't like excel at anything like you'd say oh yeah that guy yeah. is like top 3 at that hero or he's a tracer god or oh my god look, He's just not. He's good.
1: Well, I I I I will agree. Like when I look at how Aspire is no longer on the Defiant, right? I I kind that shocks me that they would keep he over Aspire. I mean, I know there's more at play there. But then we also have to consider, you know, Toronto has distinctly chosen a path with the how the roster is being put together. The other thing I punished them. And again, I said, there's a handful of teams that I punished with coaching. Toronto's another one. This is sort of the rigidity of KDG's approach to his teams. Mm, Interesting. Like I, I, he gets credit for a lot of what came out of Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, conveniently, Philadelphia doesn't perform as well when KDG is no longer there. Maybe there is something to be said about that, but we've, also seen some rigidity in his approach mm-hmm. and i wonder if rigidity is what you want in a i what i still continue to say new game new meta new engine new new playstyle. too much new yeah um
3: i think the one thing that wouldn't be surprising is if we looked at all of our breakdowns i think we'd probably rank the support lineup as probably top in the league um you know like I had them close. close yeah, yeah. yeah, of course. Chris hates Twilight. That's what I'm hearing. Um, yeah, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I think that's not surprising, and I think that's kind of been the talk. Is Toronto started off the off season by making some big plays on the support lineup, and seemingly other deals fell through. Um, obviously, one that we know was rumored was Yaki on. Uh, mm-hmm. On flex support, I would have loved to see that. As I mentioned, Yaki, big Yaki fan. Um, At the same time, I think although and finale are exciting, um, maybe one more so than the other, but still I think there's potential there. I do agree that Hisu was a bit of an odd choice being the only one that they kept. um, And I don't think he, although we saw him pop off, I don't think he consistently plays to that peak. Um, It would have been exciting to see I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at other rosters here. Um, I don't know who would fit in well with the team because, yeah, we have a distinct uh, sort of flavor that, that uh, KDG has gone for. And, and a lot of the time, it's players that he has experience with, right? Um, we saw a lot of players follow him from Philadelphia to Toronto last season. Um, Hisu played with them last season, and now he's playing with them again. I think there's a little bit of, like you say, a bit of a not wanting to change what he already knows there. I'm not as down on Muse and Hotpa as a lot of people seem to be. I think that they, in a lot of ways, um, or at least Hotba, uh, came in and had a pretty significant impact on Philly's season last season when they ran into all those visa issues, which mm. I was impressed with, honestly, because I would have thought Hotpa, I think he was with New York prior to that. And I would have thought that he wasn't going to make that big of an impact, but seemingly they had, I know they didn't end the season great last season, but uh, I didn't hate what they were able to do with him. Um, So I'm not as down on the tank line as I think a lot of people are. And when I do the one for one comparison of the team that I have directly below them in my rankings, and to be clear, I've Toronto in eighth, and I have this other team in ninth, the other team in ninth, although they have a pretty stacked DPS lineup, I wasn't too impressed with anything else on their team. And that's why I have them as high as I do. Again, this was the area that I probably struggled the most with the eight to I think I said 12, 13 range before. So I'm looking forward to seeing them play though. That's for sure. If they get into a groove, if they get a meta that suits Hisu in a lot of ways,
1: I think there's potential there, you know? yeah. I I think that's fair. And actually to your point, I had them rank support, tank, DPS. DPS was not their strength. That's what Mm -hmm. dropped them down. Um, Bottom of the Pretenders tier is in ninth spot, the Hongzhao spark. Uh, Ani and I had Hangzhou at eight. Jordan, hater of Hongzhao, had them at 11.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, this is, as you were talking about with, I think uh, I think it was Paris, this in a lot of ways is the sins of the father, if you will. Uh, yeah. Hangzhou has been impressive on paper for a while. Even looking at Super Rich, um, you know, on, on Liquipedia, just because I don't follow the scene too closely, Um, and you know, a a player like pineapple, actually, I was really impressed when I looked at pineapple, um, shy is, is a very good player as well, especially when fully taken advantage or when used to his full potential, um, which we saw glimpses of last season. I have no faith in the organization. That's what this is about. I think in the past they have bungled a large roster just like this, um, with a lot of different players and a lot of different, probably personalities Um, and styles. And the conversation around them was always, if they can make this work, they can be really successful. Guess what, they never made it work. And that's, that's why I have them ranked as low as I do down in 11, which dragged them down from, you know, eighth overall to ninth overall.
2: I agree with most of your points. Like I I also, I uh, have difficulties with ranking them because, uh, yeah, everything on paper looks good. Yeah. DPS and tank, especially, um, they're deep, lots of talent. Yeah. But like, if you you have great ingredients but a very terrible uh, chef, it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm... <laughs> again. I really going like your into analogies. the <laughs> the uh, culinary an- analogy. Maybe I'm hungry. I don't know. <laughs> That,
1: yeah. Omni's out here saying if you got the Kobe beef steak and well, you're to McDonald's to get I mean, it, it's just not going to work. You have
2: out. already a pineapple there, so maybe that's part. Perfect.
3: Of it. I'm not sure what a gushui is, but I'm sure it's tasty. Gushui, yeah, 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 yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah it's like I, uh, I, I oh, had them ahead. ranked a little bit higher than uh, um, the like Toronto, but not by a lot. And the other team that we're gonna come, uh, we're gonna talk about next. Yeah, you already mentioned all of this, and I'm not,
1: not really confident about them as well. So in complete transparency, I the teams I had at the, the same average, Toronto Defiant, Hangzhou Spark, Paris Eternal, Boston Uprising, wow. Philadelphia Fusion, a team we haven't talked about yet. I had them, like mm. they all came at the same number. And where I started to, you know, move them around was again, my, the influence of tank support DPS. Sure. Um, and then if there was a tiebreaker there, then I started sort of evaluating like roster size. Yeah. The other, fa- you know? the other factors. Right. And so like when I looked at Hangzhou spark, I mean, I, I gave them a, a, a good ranking because I think, there is some, there is some potential like they have, they have depth, they have, ex, they have experience. I think there's an opportunity, um, especially with someone like architect, I have questions as to how super rich and irony work out. Cause I know nothing mm-hmm. about the two and you know, am I wrong to give them as high score as I did considering everything I've said to this point is if you have rookies in place, there are big question marks maybe, but. If you were to move them, like I had, what, six teams tied, drop them down six Mm -hmm. spots, they're still the same as the Mm -hmm. other five.
2: I think with a lot of these teams, uh, especially the ones uh, tucked right at the middle, um, you could say that for some of them, they're placed at the floor. And if things go really, really well, Mm -hmm. they will go upwards. Uh, Hangzhou, to me, is ranked somewhere at almost at the ceiling, and it has more potential of of going wrong. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: and that's not where you want to be.
1: Yeah. So you have them sort of where they are is the best they could achieve, but there's more potential to probably. probably. Yeah.
3: I I think looking between the three of us, I mean, you guys both have them at eighth, and I have them at 11th. I think that's a pretty realistic range for them. Sure. And as
1: a group, we have them at ninth. Yeah. Uh, In the eight spot, Houston outlaws. Uh, I had Houston at seven Omni had him at nine uh, and uh, Jordan, you had them at nine too, which means why was Chris the outlier? <laughs> well, okay. Let me start off by saying that I was a big fan of what Houston did last season. And I felt that when I looked at this team, they, they were the same with different, but still the same. Like, uh, I'm thinking now that I gave them maybe more points than I should have.
3: <laughs> mm, fair.
1: Like I actually, you know but what? Who do you I'm, put I'm, above them, I'm,
2: right? Lily? Is it really Hangzhou
1: or Toronto? Well, I see this is like, I, cause you were like, yeah, if I drop them down, do I move them up? Well, I know there's a team we haven't talked yeah. about yet. <laughs> <that> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm <laughs> pissing everyone off. Okay. So if we elevate them, if we elevate them, eh, okay, fine. I just, cause I'm, When I went and scored the the Outlaws, I gave the DPS five, I gave support and tank both fours. Um, That's exactly what I I gave them too. See, and like how I mean, I came up with that calculation is I am really big on Dante Pelican. I don't know if about merit, but I felt that you know, probably good. Okay, Piggy, I like Piggy as a tank. Um, Iris Laster, I question marks, and I feel that probably as a score, maybe I am I've influenced a little bit more. Why? Why though? Well, it's see this the question I have, and I mean, this has been something I've been talking about on sh- the show ever since they talked about Overwatch 2. Mm. You say good at the game doesn't matter what the game is. Me, like, okay. I feel there are too many questions. Like, mm. I would love to have done the power. After we ratings, saw the game,
3: <laughs> after we saw the game, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, can I? Well, aren't you spoiled? <laughs> I, I want it all. Can I rip into you for a
1: sec? And I want it now. <laughs>
3: I have serious questions about Piggy. I'm shocked to hear that you guys both really? put him at four. Um, you don't I, know I have, I, I mean, I don't know where I, I, I rank them by
2: anything. the cuteness of their
3: uh, nicknames. So. <laughs> I like that. And, and Hey, I was a big fan of Piggy and uh, Lord of the Flies, but I actually put uh, Piggy at a three and that is because I can. How can you hate bacon? Uh, <laughs>
2: are you roasting him already
3: (laughs) he's not yet bacon he's still a living pig at this point um but i can confidently say piggy can play sigma well that's about it i can confidently say between muse and hotba they cover more characters to a satisfactory level
2: but they can't play at the same time
3: no and that's true but that means to me unless houston lands on a sigma meta Mm -hmm. they don't have a tank or or they don't have a tank that they uh, fulfilling the role that they need. Um, I would rather see Muse and Hotbutt splitting the tank role um, you know based on maps, based on characters, based on meta whatever than assigning a single tank the sole responsibility. Now, if I look at this DPS line of Merit Dante and Pelican, I would have loved to see this on Toronto. That that Toronto would have been cracked if that was their um their dps line even taking merit and switching him for hisu i could get behind that and i think that would increase toronto toronto's chances pretty significantly yeah. again even keeping the tank roll the same so that's that's where sure. my head was at with um i mean i've only got toronto at, or i mean houston at ninth there and obviously amongst us all they're coming up at eighth but again i think houston has a good looking DPS line, and that's kind of where it ends. I'm not too high on Lastro and Iris.
2: I can see that. Like, <laughs> yeah, those the middle teams. <laughs> they're kind of
3: odd. They are, and and like I say, this is the this is the range that I struggled with the most.
1: Yeah. So here we are, having powered through the wild card classification. Coming in at the top of the wildcard classification. And spot number seven is the San Francisco Shock. Now, Ani, Jordan, they had the shock at six. They had it just at the bottom of the playoff classification. So you might ask, how does this team fall outside of that classification when those two had them ranked? At You're six? like an anchor. Defend yourself. And <laughs> bringing him down. So I had them at 10. And that's actually after I revisited and saw that I had them even lower. Oh, and I didn't really? Like that. Wow. Oh, yeah. Well, so again, what did I say? I I went through when I was ranking the team. Well,
2: yeah. Like, if you don't know the player, you're, right? you're a hater like, of rookies, basically.
1: That's that's it. I mean, you know, I I know a little bit of Kaluge. I don't know about Akilo. I've heard a little bit of Proper uh, about Sound. Like, I don't know nothing about Finn Violet. Okay, cool, known entity there, but like. I feel that San Francisco has made such drastic changes that that hurts. Mm-hmm. Now, how badly does that hurt in my world? Quite a bit. When I originally had them ranked, I had them way down on the, like in, uh, I think it was what? 13th was when I had, uh, sort of assigned the, the team. And if you were to look at where I, what that meant is I had the eternal uprising and infusion ahead of them. And I didn't actually look at those teams and say, no, no, I don't think the shock have fallen yeah. that far. So I, I bumped them up. I, I just, again, I, I, I don't know enough about what they have to actually say, oh, this I is a playoff team.
3: The big part that you're missing. And, and you know, you've, you've admitted this, it's, it's the rookie factor, but it's the fact that many of them have played together before. Um, they, they had a lot of hype coming in together. Which is a, blast. exactly yeah. which is a part of why um, there's a lot of hype around San Francisco. So I, I would, you know, I'm I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. I'm just guessing that that's probably a part of the reason why, um, you know, sort of the chatter around the internets again is placing mm-hmm. pretty
1: significant weight on them. <sighs> to me, and I'm oh, talking. Go ahead. I mean, the two of you just to point out that out. The two of you didn't have them a whole lot no. higher. I mean. I brought them down one spot.
2: If they had super still, if he was still, mm. you know, uh, if he was still, his heart was set on the game and as competitive as he was before, I feel a lot more confident about them. I'm not sure. Violet is like the greatest leader you want to have on a team. Also, his position is kind of weird right now. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. elaborate on this a little bit more. Five out of the six players, are rookies which is very weird so why are they so high like apparently proper is the second coming of jesus as a dps player or something like that so
1: <laughs> i wasn't just he was as hype so thought he was support
2: yeah well uh, just as hype as alarm was so proper is, is like that is like if you have a ranking of like uh whoever the the best prospect is from one to five he's like a 10 that's how, how good at least uh uh people make it sound. Mm-hmm. Um he can play everything at like the 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 very, very highest level, and the potential is limitless, limitless there, uh, obviously. Um Kilo and Sam are also very good. Finn apparently is also mm-hmm. an impressive, impressive flex support. Now though, what do you do with main support? Do you put Violet again on on, on Lucio? Some weird uh uh ideas of maybe even moving him to play other roles it's it's very strange he's now your veteran and he's kind of an odd piece he's he's always been like with that stint he had on Cassidy and like his history. I'm not really sure what's gonna go on also colluge yeah take like, all all that you know. I'm not uh, relating to controversy and all that stuff. He really reminds me of false Mm -hmm. in a way that you bring in that off tank out of uh, 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 necessity to play and fill fill a role uh, that maybe he can or he can't. So uh, 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 fill like this team would look so. Hey, if they had super or Choi Hobi or both, they'd be like a heavy favorite in my eyes. But since they don't. It's um, strange. There are ramblings. Oh, maybe they'll bring in Moth. I, I don't know. <laughs> As it stands now, um, it's a lot of unknowns. Obviously, they're still high because of proper and, and, and they have Violet and Fin. And they have Krusty still. So the system is a good system. We, we all know that. And, and since they are merged now with O2 Blast, Transitioning that will be uh,
3: easier good. than ever.
2: Easier, yeah. And if they if they start off, you know, well in their first couple of games to get victories, they might be mm-hmm. on a good trajectory. If not, maybe they'll get like true internal issues there, like like any team, but mm-hmm. more so because of the sheer amount of rookies that they have. Yeah. But I'm optimistic. So if, if you're like a, a shock fan You should be happy about the acquisitions
1: that they made. maybe I'm just a bitter (sighs) Vancouver the (laughs) table. Maybe. maybe. I think I
3: think I heard at one point that it was rumored that Kaluj was a a tank player that Vancouver was looking at. And you know, that come
1: That was that was for a hot minute and the rumor goes as far as to say he was exactly that was last season though, though, right? Or or this oh yeah. That was after after the record. Oh, okay, okay.
3: Um yeah. I actually, I like the, the thought exercise, if you will, of thinking about uh super and or Troy and or Smurf still being there. Um, mm, any of those yeah. three or a combination of them, I think would make this team look significantly better, but looking at my rankings, you know, I have them in sixth. I don't know if it would move them into fourth. It might move them into fifth. So one spot higher, but Again, you know, although I fully admit that I just, you know, talked up the fact that these rookies have played together before, it's still a different league. It's, you know, still a different level of play. So I don't think it would change it that drastically. Although going from sixth to top five in my mind is pretty drastic, right? Um, it's only one position, but in my mind, that top five is sort of where that tier break happens. And, uh, you know, you see that bigger step up. So. Yeah.
1: So recapping the wildcard classification at number 12, Washington Justice, New York Excelsior, Toronto Defiant, Hongjo Spark, Houston Outlaws, and in the number seven spot, the San Francisco Shock. That brings us into the playoffs classification, and starting that tier is almost there. In the number six spot is the Atlanta Reign. The Atlanta Reign were ranked number seven by both Omni and uh, Jordan. I, however, had the Reign in the number five spot, so I guess this means Chris has to go first. <laughs> i am okay so when i look at like at the atlanta rain this is a team that i feel i'm holding back because of what i saw last season because of the changes that we've made but i i i love gator and hawk as a tank combination i feel that the flexibility that it provides them uh, in a game i have never seen and have yet to play myself uh, is is top tier Um, I like Kai, I like Nero, I don't know about Speedy and Venom. Where the question marks lay, again, support, OG, Ultraviolet, but just to sort of give you an idea of where I gave them numbers, um, the Atlanta Reign were really in a three-way tie. Um, So they just happened to win out because I like tanks. Fair. Hmm.
2: I hope you like Tank as much as you like tanks because you're not gonna get tanks, <laughs> well, no, I, you're gonna get tanks. <laughs> I know.
1: I mean, Reinhard, okay, look, we already know Reinhardt, he is the tank. There's no other uh, tank. Scrimbucks would if, say if otherwise, chosen, it's a mistake. Uh, Reinhardt's yeah. the answer. Reinhardt is the truth
3: to me. Um, Gitter and Hawk is a great duo, and if you ask me, it again, sort of. Coaching methodologies aside, Gator and Hawk swapped for Muse and Hotpa would again raise Toronto up the ranks pretty significantly. Sure. Um so I, I do like that. Um and yeah, their their DPS lineup I think is pretty stellar as well. Um I I always liked Kai actually. Uh, back when was he KSF or K, KSP? He was one of them, right? Uh kiss. <laughs> before he changed his P, name I to Kai. Think. Yeah. Um but Yeah. Um, I do like them. This is kind of where we get into the range of, I was simply comparing them against whoever I have the above them and did they stack up? Um, so in Mm -hmm. this case I had San Francisco one higher than them and I like San Francisco's DPS lineup a little better. I probably do like the tank lineup of Atlanta a little better, but then coming over to the violet and fin factor, I like the support lineup a little better than two rookies on support. So,
1: I was Caspi. Got, Got it. Yeah,
2: I, it's fair. Uh, like I, I was the Atlanta hater last season. <laughs> I ranked them so low. Let me check. Yeah, I ranked them
3: 16th. Wow,
2: that's how bad I ranked them. It's horrible. <laughs> um, this season, obviously, well, they finished second. Let's just get it out of the way. Last year, mm-hmm. and while the results are what matter, I don't think their roster is necessarily second best. Like a, a lot of things fell into place, the Rash Meta really played uh, to their strengths. They did lose Mas- Masa and Iris. Uh, but it does seem that like OG and U- Ultraviolet are apparently incredible, especially together, kind mm-hmm. of like a big goose and Shaz, but like even more carry potential. They're, like every time people scream against these guys together, like they get dominated. Mm. um and to alleviate you know a lot of the uh uh, worry that you might have had for their rookies um chris speedily is is huge he's been hyped up for a while but he's he's there's still a while for him to play he's he's so good that he might just play like two or three games and and they still sign him to like to keep him and venom used to be known as sigma he was like a cracked you know tracer one trick it's a bit confusing his name was sigma he was playing tracer all the time
0: Hmm.
2: um but they're really really good like if i look at the breakdown um it's a five four five for me even like the four at dps it's just because five is like oh yeah holy crap and six is just like a couple of teams that got the (laughs) the the top top ranking so they're good um I think they're even more meta-proof than they were before. Yeah, I This is a that. team that had a good season and they got even better by addressing their needs and, and maybe weaknesses, and mm-hmm. which is
3: great. And I like seeing that. Yeah, actually, now that I'm looking on the R7 through 1, there's only one team that's in a different slot. So we're pretty on the same page.
1: So what... What you're telling me is you guys can <laughs> tell the top of the league. I'm the one who can tell you the bottom, and the three of us together yeah, it's, uh... produce through the power of science some pretty exactly. solid. I, I think so. I'm happy with these actually. Well, I mean, keeping the momentum here, the number five spot, Soul Dynasty. The two of you had the Soul Dynasty in the five spot. I had them in the four spot, um, and I have to be quite, you know, transparent here. Uh, the Atlanta rain is a team that could potentially swap spots based on my ranking. Um, so granted, I know the rain is then mean that would mean I'm elevating them. Um, but when I gave them sort of their values, I had sold at five, five, four. And uh, you know, I, I actually kind of wonder if I may have scored them too low. Yeah. Oh I
3: I was excited to see that you put Seoul in the top four. I really wanted to. And again, these all of these top slots came with me comparing these teams directly to the team I have above them. Right. Could I make a right. convincing argument for moving Soul up to number four ahead of the team that I have in fourth? You guys actually have that team higher. So I think I probably made the right call, keeping them slightly lower. But um I I do like Soul. I think there's a pretty significant potential uh, for them to do very well in their region Um, without saying too much, because we still have a couple of Eastern region teams to talk about. So (laughs) I think they could surprise uh, some, Mm -hmm. some of these other teams.
1: Yeah. Well, and so, I mean, I I don't think it's any surprise. There is a team that has a tear break. When I look at Seoul, for me, like this is, this is the thing is I, when I, when I'm, when I'm thinking about the region, I feel Seoul is the team that's right Mm -hmm. behind, right? Like that, that is how I sort of view it. I know that we have some disagreement, the three of us there, but then when I start influencing myself with doing this, like completely world ranking, Mm -hmm. that's where I started to, to run in. And that's where like, I'm in this, this sort of top five. Where I started yeah. playing with numbers. There was one clear duh team. Yeah. <laughs> and then the others are just sort of a slightly yeah. slight influence. Yeah. yeah, for me,
2: it's pretty much the same. Like I rank from one to six tank, DPS, and support. Uh, Soul got a five for obviously a great repl- replacement for gesture. You get Smurf. Unbelievable pickup. Yeah. Like- Here's Smurf. Uh, yeah, bad. that's how you plug a hole, <laughs> with and Smurf. Uh, with a Smurf, yeah, you stick a Smurf <laughs> that's a very, in it. Smurf sounds are big. like a Gargamel uh, quote. <laughs> uh, DPS, I gave them a six. I mean, it's a profit and fits. Stalker is pretty good, but yeah. I, I'm I'm not really sure he's going to play a lot. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Maybe maybe uh, uh, some sometimes I don't know. Support though, it's probably where. Uh, um, their weakest you you mentioned uh comparing them to the top exactly that that's where they don't stack up as much and this is where uh, the people above them will feast a little bit i think yeah uh and that's kind of where if they want to really go all the way
3: uh, (laughs) okay
2: imagine seoul had
3: toronto's yes twilight and, and chorong Holy cow, I'd be ranking so holy
2: cow. It's like just merge these two teams and be done with it, right? No, I Um, couldn't agree more. So, yeah, uh, a great team, but like that's probably assuming you know one of the teams that is going to be talked about uh, next doesn't implode. It's kind of a spoiler in itself. Yeah, Uh, they (laughs) are way to give it away. uh, They're probably the last team that is not bulletproof complete. In terms of their, uh, you know, roles at least, Mm
0: -hmm. or maybe
2: not. Like, (laughs) no, but but like, not not a top three team for sure. Like, I'd say four and five are kind of interchangeable, at least for me.
1: See, I I I I don't know. As we're talking here, I'm like, I wonder.
3: I think (laughs) I think three and four for me are interchangeable. I think five being soul. Would have to really come together, and maybe see one of these other teams struggling a little bit in order for them to kind of
1: break into that top four. Because yeah. I mean, just just looking at my my numbers here, if I give Soul a six, because I only gave them a five for DPS, this this elevates that team
3: past your third.
1: Hmm. Mm, well it puts them in the conversation essentially it, cre- it creates a mm, conundrum mm-hmm. for me and actually now i mean if i follow tank support dps that doesn't actually move that team mm. ahead because deep that there's that mm-hmm, the support mm-hmm. gap fair fair yeah anyway um y'all know team four omni told you already chung do i didn't uh, not I not explicitly 6. Adam at six, Omni <laughs> Adam at four, Jordan had him at three. Chengdu is potentially the team that's going to wreck every mm-hmm. power ranking mm-hmm. out there. It's kind of um, like the Titans from season three. Oh God! Did you <laughs> like? I was thinking back to our our season three power rankings, and like I remember at the start of the season where it's like, wow, the Titans aren't as dominant as they once were. That's kind of uh, weird, but uh, okay, they're just working uh, things out. And then it's like, oof, yeah, yeah. You know, Anywho, um so I'll be honest when I when I was ranking Chengdu, it was more of I didn't see gaps. Like to me, this is a team that's been put together, they're really good in the region they're playing in, which you've probably as a listener been able to figure out who we've ranked <laughs> ahead of them. They're a really good team who's not as good mm-hmm. as the one ahead of them. like mm-hmm. it's not close. Um, I felt confident in in their support uh, group of well, any one of Nisha, far Farway, yeah. and Monk, right? Um, if there was a question, I felt it might be on on the DPS side, uh, but again, for me, you have a rook for Chengdu. I don't know enough oh, there. No, no, no. You're 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 solid there.
3: I agree. Leave. We'll, Leave we'll will go, take the entire again, DPS lineup himself if he needs to <laughs>
1: well no okay but see this is this, this is the this is the thing i rooks rooks were a yeah. dash it didn't matter what kind of rook you were in yeah. my world they were a
2: no, dash. like a pretty if uh proper was you know uh was was jesus <laughs> a pretty is like moses it's like the, the second yeah the, the, the next see, one the, up
1: this this analogy does work. Jesus, I, he's a support player, is he not? I could see Moses DPS. Um, but the ten plagues, though, you know. Those
3: Chris is malding at that analogy.
2: I mean, to be to be serious though, um, yeah. Who's the tank? Tank? It's who's the biblical tank? I mean, it's got Noah to with the ark. I was... Pushing the payload. I don't know. I was gonna
3: say it's got to be the big man himself, right?
2: Goliath. Oh, the big oh no! That's 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 Jeff.
1: <laughs> Jeff, the Jeff. OG
3: Jeff. Yeah, that's right. That's right.
2: Yeah.
1: Our, you could you could tell we're two hours and fifteen yeah, yeah. minutes in at this point.
2: <laughs> Notice that, kind of like with Seoul, mm-hmm. with Chengdu, we're not really mentioning the fact. Oh, they only have one tank. If you mm. want another tank next to Gaga, just clone him. That guy can play in it all. play it all. You don't really need like someone to fill in. Uh, you know his uh. His hero pool that's the guy who came in and then benched uh aimang even when mm-hmm. they were playing ball. Yeah. that's how good he is. He can play it all uh um Aprita's really good. Jinmu might even come in occasionally to flick some heads with his weird uh, uh pool you know hanzoek or whatever mm-hmm. but leave man leave yeah leave is a phenomenon he he needs a little bit of help uh now he has it in aprita um please. Please don't fall apart, Chengdu. You have a good thing yeah. going here. Uh, start a GoFundMe. I'll I'll chip in some, you know, <laughs> three three
3: bucks, five bucks. So that's, I don't know if that'll be enough. Well, that's just me, right? <laughs> Everyone will follow. So I think uh, along the lines of Chengdu falling apart, Iveltel's um, got to be the first one to go, right? Because we know they had problems with his performance, it, his attitude if you will, mm. towards the end of yeah, last like season. A, he got benched, uh, and they was, were very... It was a two-way, right?
1: making changes. But if you're making changes for financial reasons, you're not getting rid of the problem. You're getting rid of whoever has the most zeros after the, yeah, uh, unfortunately. the number of calls That would be, be your leave.
3: MVP, right? So yeah. they get rid of leave. Where does that leave change?
2: <sighs> not top four, that's no, for
3: sure. No, I, I could legitimately see them being anywhere from probably... Ninth, to like just just 13, 14, taken out yeah
0: mm, yeah
3: if, nine, they, if they go full valiant nine, though, eight.
1: like because again, if, it, if, if the rumors are true, it's not a this player's gone, it is these yeah. players mm. and in that world, Chung in, in that
3: world though they have like, to they have to get players in positions and they quickly drop to the bottom. if they got rid of leave plus their entire support lineup they're in a bind that there's no coming back from. And in my opinion, they literally drop to the bottom because again, the, the five players that I saw listed by name were leave Nisha, Evelto, Fireway and Monk. That's their entire support line plus their all-star like that would be legitimately devastating to them. And I don't think there's any coming back from but, that. Yeah. Um, Is Milan run available? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't know. It's that that's why I kind of went the route of if they get rid of leave, you know, if they get rid of one player, but their highest impact player, where does that leave them? Um, Easier to wrap my head around that than
1: saying, no, they're just at the bottom. (laughs) Right. So. So. We are now at the top of our tier here. Contenders tier. This is the top three of the playoffs and in number three of the LA gladiators. gladiators. Jordan ranked them number four.
0: Gladiators.
1: Omni and I ranked them number three. I have not had is like any well, just to put it in perspective, I get people who ping me about oh, how the Titans are doing, Defiant are doing. I can't tell you the number of people are like, oh, yeah, the Gladiators, they're looking stacked. This is a good team. Man, they're going to they're gonna win it all. Like, I have so many people who are buying into yeah, what the Gladiators are. You remember me like, everyone's being the on, purple, on, on purple the Purple
2: OLED. Haze last Yeah, season. so
1: you were on the Purple <laughs> Haze. True. It, it I actually, when I was going through this, I mean, again, I had one clear team at the top. It wasn't Glads and then (laughs) no it wasn't the gladiators it wasn't the gladiators um but i started to have an argument with myself with the two teams that we have Mm -hmm. that aren't at the top and it went back and forth and i'm i I was like no uh, this one this one this one this one this one because i had them at the Mm -hmm. same score but i feel that i i maybe punished the gladiators for no other reason than the fact that uh they have hurt me a few seasons ago,
3: and I'm still a little bitter. I, I feel kind of similar. I have Chengdu in third and uh, L.A. in fourth. <clears throat> um, and I think a part of that is because of L.A.'s past of being great on paper, but not being able to finish. Um, mm-hmm. And I also have concerns around Ons and, and is it Padafan or Patipan? I've heard both it's Fan. Paddy
1: fan? Okay, I'll go with that. I don't know. Um, it's it's uh, maybe it's What how how what Kev Kevster he has been revealed so his, his no magic no. has I, been lost. Is that I have concerns around
3: Ons and Patifan, but not Kevster. I think Kevster is top tier. Oh, I don't have okay. concerns around him. Oh no. Paddy in my mind is the question mark because as we know he was playing in Valorant. Um he was long since hopeful to get into the Overwatch League, but whatever happened there happened. Um, and he's only just now making the jump. And then Ons. He won the championship though, right? Like he's a big star in Valorant. Yes, absolutely true. And I don't think that, you know, just mm-hmm. from one game to another, you lose your mechanical skill. It just is a very different game and is a yep. lot more team focused and a lot more ability focused, right? Um and then on the flip side of that is Ons, who when Ons rejoined the shock last season. I remember telling one of my buddies who was just getting into the overwatch league. You want to catch San Francisco. If they have ons playing again, you want to watch this because this dude is insane. And last season he was not the, I believe it was 2020 when he really popped off. He was not the same ons and maybe it was nerves. Maybe it was having been out of the game for a little while. Um, Who knows what it was. Maybe it was the coaching staff. Maybe it was the team around him. Who knows, but he was not, as cracked as he was prior. That doesn't mean he can't come back from that. That doesn't mean he will be exactly the same. It just made me a little more concerned than I am for a player like leave, um, or leave and a Prita together. So that's kind of why I put them below, uh, uh, Chengdu. Other than that, I don't have many concerns with this team. Tank line, I think is great. Um, I don't know too much about Reiner, but I trust, I believe in space. Um, I want to be his friend. I want to hang out with him. I think he seems like a cool guy. <laughs> um, and then their support lineup as well. I think they've got all their bases covered across across the board on support. So. Yeah,
2: yeah, uh, this is a stacked team. This, In terms of support, that's one of the three teams that gotten the perfect six from me. One of them is the Toronto Fiant. And uh um, LA, LA Gladiators with now adding Funny Astro. What a replacement. That's kind of like mm-hmm. uh Soul replacing, you know, gesture with Smurf. Like you lose uh moth, who may not have necessarily lived up uh to what he was able to do over at the Sharks. You bring a guy like Funny Astro, who can you know play with the best of them on Lucio for sure, mm-hmm. and then you have uh Shu. Who's a menace all the time and your uh, uh uh um brig god and skewed. And space and reiner are good. Reiner is essentially filling all the holes that space doesn't play in, in the main, you know, tank spots if it's ever necessary. I see Anz and, and Pattypan or patifan whatever you want to call it, really as the the big questions here. I agree. Um if he's back to the that peak and if Patifan can like uh come in that will be amazing Ke- oh, yeah. Kevster is is your um uh, western leave he's yeah. amazing
0: yeah he's really
2: good he can play everything in terms of that's like the the flex d p s you want to have and all that kind of like that level of a player does not necessarily need another m v p type of caliber of a player next to him he just needs the great uh, complementary piece and maybe in these two guys it'll be enough maybe but that's why also they're not up there with the other two teams uh, in my opinion as
1: well which brings us to those other two teams i mean the two teams i'll just tell you shanghai dragons <laughs> and the dallas field where do we rank them take a guess well yeah i mean the Shanghai Dragons weren't that good. No, the Dallas <laughs> Fuel are the number two team. Unanimous. The, two, the three of us agreed on the top two as well as the bottom three teams. Uh, Dallas Fuel, we have them at uh, the second spot. Uh, for, and as I would sort of talked about with the, the Gladiators, I had these two teams going back and forth. Um, with the Gladiators, I gave them a 5-5-6. Five, five, with the Dallas Fuel, I gave them a 6-5-5. Five, five. And when I do my tiebreaker, tank beats supports, like rock beating, yeah. you know, scissors. Um I, I like what Dallas has. I think they're they're they are solid across the board. My worry about Dallas is that they look so hmm. good on paper. Where's that paper everyone that, keeps talking about? I don't <laughs> That's know. It's actually it, the it, whiteboard it, in the back. Do you don't know have that worry where uh, that the Overwatch League puts uh, out like, you know, you earlier, I can't remember which team it was you referred to them as having the the high, they were already at their ceiling, but there was the potential for drop? Um, uh, Spark. So, mm. Spark, okay. I didn't feel that way for the spark. I can see what you're saying. I sort of felt this way with, mm-hmm. with Dallas. Like, I don't feel that they're, they're going to contend with the, the Dragons who are team number one. I feel they're going to be number two, maybe number three. Again, I was having an issue with LA here, but I just feel that, am I, am I... Am I looking at what I see on this piece of paper that tells me this is a really good team and I'm buying into the message Mm. more than I should be? I mean, the three of us got it correct. So maybe I'm just, I'm, I'm stuck in, uh, and drinking gasoline here, but you know, should we be feeling a couple of
2: things that I like and a couple of things that I don't, um, with Dallas, who would you say was the engine of the team between Hanbin and fearless? I would i agree with you. And going into Overwatch 2, you know, this is the point where this is the only team where well, maybe not the only team, but like I feel like having these two awesome, awesome tanks is kind of a it's more of a detriment than like a blessing. Yeah. If they could lose... as in who do you who do you? Yeah, play? if you could do like, you know, in Dragon Ball Z where they do the fusion dance and they like merge into a single Character that uh-huh. has both of each other's abilities. Fearbin. If you do that to Fearless and Hanbin, that's it. You're you're winning Overwatch 2. You're you're good to go.
1: Hanless. <laughs> see, yeah, Hanless. I'm I'm old. You would have. Fear if you bin. were to say like, you know, when the Power Rangers were to come together, or like the Constructicons sure. and no, Transformers I, I see what were you to come mean together, that, I mean...
2: literally the same uh, uh, entity, like thinking even the same uh, brain. Okay. Kind of, so that would be amazing, right? But unfortunately, you cannot have that. And that's kind of like where hmm, I'm I'm, I'm starting to think, like, if you have a double-headed dragon, you just split him and only one head can bite at a time. It's a little bit more complicated. Also, their additions at DPS, maybe not as top tier as the rest of their squad. I wish they would have gotten back XZ, but I don't know. Maybe that wasn't uh, 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 possible. But... Another thing, well, I was mentioning just like the negatives. I think a positive for Dallas going forward, they have the right pieces to thrive in chaos, mm-hmm. and they always have. Just put in sparkle, uh, even on like the Doomfist tank, and he will sweep. You know, yeah. he he's, he thrives in that chaotic environment, and I think Dallas will follow suit. They're they're a great team. They've already you know know how to play together uh, with one another. They'll. The I think they'll their trajectory will be the same as it was last year. They're going to be like s- straight up the best team in the first couple of uh tournaments, right. and then when the other teams start figuring out this Rubik's Cube that is Overwatch 2, uh, their advantage will see will be Decrease. like less apparent, yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. I could, I could see that as well. Them kind of given that they're one of the more unchanged teams. You could definitely see them getting off to a hot start. They've already got the team synergy. They already know each other for the most part. Um, They already work well with each other. They already know that team dynamic in a lot of ways. Now, that obviously doesn't take into account that they're down a player overall from six to five, Um, but you could definitely see them having that sort of lead on teams. And then as other teams learn to get along a little better, learn to synergize a little more, um, which... Last season, at the start of last season, I was very hopeful that that was the case with Toronto, that they were just, you know, a little scatterbrained because they hadn't played together all that much and they weren't quite a team Mm -hmm. yet. I was very hopeful that they would learn to work together a lot better and move upwards from there. And they did not. You could definitely see Dallas kind of having that little bit of a head start because of that. And then some of these other teams catching up to them. Uh, You know, a a team like, even if we look at LA, right, they don't have as many players that are the same from last season as uh, as Dallas right. does this season. So you could see them making a play. Um, San Francisco has a high possibility of that San Francisco. Some of them played together before, but again, it's a m- more of a change in environment for even San Af- Francisco. Even Atlanta. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I could, I could see that happening. So, and yeah, Atlanta's a great one as well. They've got a few of the pieces, but they've also got half of the team is new. So yeah, I see Dallas maybe starting a little higher. And then that gap kind of beginning to close as the season goes on. Although who knows because we are going to see new heroes uh, infused into the and that's definitely a thing too. (laughs) That
2: that might that might help Dallas a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah. And at the top spot, boring Shanghai Dragons. (laughs) Like, well, you know, it's funny the entire time where we're you know we're we're talking about inflation and improving your roster and really the Dragons. They actually didn't, you know, they didn't improve on this roster, arguably. You know, they they saw a few withdrawals. And yet they're so far ahead of Mm -hmm. everyone else that even with inflation, others just, like, it's hard to suggest that anyone is close to them. If I have, I was going to say, if I have one worry. You have a worry? (laughs) Are they? Well, no, no, no. I mean, it's, well, like, I mean. As a Vancouver Titans fan, I once had faith in a team that was going to bring glory upon this land, and it was so powerful of a force that it blew itself apart.
2: <laughs> I, I have I have become what I hated the most doing these power rankings. Remember the power rankings that we did for Season 2, and I was mocking everyone who placed uh, London uh, Spitfire at the top. I, I said, well, obviously they won the championship, so they have to be the best team. So this is really applicable for the dragons. Uh, they're the only team team that I ranked like sixes everywhere. Like, oh, that's kind
0: of. Well, man, I, from I, Jesus the from Jesus to Moses,
2: board. now we go to like that six 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 across the board.
0: Oh.
2: <laughs> the yeah, color man, red. Need some holy water. Jesus Moses
3: here. straight to Satan. Wow.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's 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 been a long episode, but for real. Oh. Two and um, a half hours. Team is very stacked. Yeah. Uh, you okay, you'd have to combine some of the other top teams to match them on
3: paper, in my opinion. Like there's no other way about it. It's I mean if you do the direct comparison of Dallas, who we all put second, to Shanghai, who we all put first, they don't stack up. You know? There's a tier they're, they're quite there's a tier at break. look at the tank roll. Fearless Honden have literally already been bested. By Fate and Void. We saw Fearless have mm -hmm. the edge at the start of last season. And then we saw, uh, I think it must have been Fate, change his game and improve. (sighs) And he got the lead on Fearless. And he very much outplayed him.
2: I'd say also that would be a team that would want to merge these two guys. Yeah, I
3: (laughs) I forgot I was going to say that as well.
1: Uh. (laughs) Omni's taking science in an entirely well, different let's direction. create not a agree. new
3: being. Well, let's take uh,
2: faith and void, and how would that be like? Void, f- foi- void,
3: void, <laughs> void. <laughs> yeah, um, DPS is cracked. Support, they've got their bases covered. I have no yeah. question about Lee and and Izyaki. They maybe, yeah. mm. or you is going to carry for sure. Yeah, <laughs>
2: on right. the
1: bench. Yeah, right. <laughs> Well, okay, like the one doubt I brought up was simply implosion, Mm. and I'm not saying that there's there's nothing else, right? Yeah, like there's there is there are I don't know where the weakness is. I mean, new game, new heroes, maybe maybe Overwatch is what ruins this this team. The I mean,
3: the only other team that I put a six on their on the support lineup is Toronto, and comparing the two of them, Chorong being a rookie. You could easily do like a five point five. You, you didn't want. give yeah. uh,
2: Glad well, so yeah. a six and uh, support.
1: I gave. I was gonna say I gave Glad. Glad's got a six yeah. in tank. Oh. I have. Um, I didn't give. Tur- Did I give Toronto a six for support? I gave Glad. No, I gave him a five. I gave Glad so I- no, sorry, I gave Dallas a six in tank and I gave GLADS a six mm, yeah. in support. I
2: gave Dallas a six Those in the tank. only two teams I gave six. I gave in Chengdu and Gladiator oh sorry, Chengdu and Seoul six in DPS support, only Toronto and Gladiators and obviously Shanghai. So they're the only one who have yeah. like a six average and the difference is so big. Yeah. The other ones
3: are like at five point three. That's exactly <laughs> That's- what mine was as well. It's six and then drop down to five point three. Yeah. So no one even had like two
2: sixes like they do. No, agreed.
1: Same on mine. In fact, like actually, just, you know, when we think about tear break, so at Shanghai at six, Dallas, I had a five three with LA, two five threes. You then had another essentially two step drop down to Seoul. Just wa- um, watch them just, drop. you know,
2: pool all over their beds and like, you know, no. have a terrible <laughs> seat. Don't,
1: don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that, Because
2: you know the, the expectations okay. are so uh, unanimous for them to just you know roll through the league again. True, which is might be a challenge, right? To to um,
3: they get crushed under the
1: weight of the expectations. Maybe. Yep. So quickly recapping all of our rankings here, uh, we had down at the uh, bottom. The London Spitfire at 20. Moving on up is the LA Valiant to the Guangzhou Charge, Florida Mayhem, Vancouver Titans, Boston Uprising, Philly Fusion, Paris Eternal, Washington Justice, New York Excelsior, Toronto Defined, Hangzhou Spark, Houston Outlaws, San Francisco Shock, Atlanta Rain, Seoul Dynasty, Chengdu Hunters, Los Angeles Gala Ladiators, Dallas Fuel, Tear Break, Tear Break, Tear Break, Shanghai Dragons.
3: Jeff Captain. Sound about awesome. right? <laughs> Never forget.
1: Uh, ah. Yeah. If you don't like those rankings, apply your own version of science and tell us why. Why well, your science is better than our science. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I like I I like to trust in both sides of the science. That's what I like to trust in. Uh, but uh, no, I mean, it was a fun exercise. We do it each and every season. Hopefully we'll be doing it again next year. And uh, it'll be interesting to compare how we did. Um, a couple years ago there was someone I think in R-Cow that went and actually did the legwork at looking at all the power rankings, assigning scores. And I'd like to say that RSP finished near the top like third of the yeah, all. We the were rankings. like thirteenth out of forty something. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it was, it was yeah, I think pretty solid considering it was our first season as a show where we were doing something like that. Um the following season, thanks Titans, <laughs> you screwed us up. I mean, they, they they weren't the only one, but they really screwed us up. Uh, last year was weird, but no, I'm, I'm feeling good about this, guys. Yep. Yep. Anywho, here we are at the end of a very long show. We're at the two-hour, 36-minute mark with the drops and all that, probably pushing 240. If you have made it to this point and haven't listened to everything, thank you so much. Thank you for tolerating us making biblical <laughs> references, and hopefully we didn't. Uh, potentially irritate or insult anyone in doing so. It's just a long episode and we're getting a little... I
2: I, I think like most were made in a
1: positive connotation, except for Shanghai maybe, but... (laughs) Yeah, where you took it down to the deep down below. Um, But yeah, I mean, we'll be back again, obviously next week with another episode. Uh, We will be talking a little bit about what's going on between now and maybe the beta, which we may have access to or not, who knows? Because in one week's time, the beta goes live by invite only. That we may have been invited. I can't tell you. Can you tell me? I can't tell tell you yet. (laughs) Uh, And then, uh, gosh, one episode after that is our our, like, hey, here are the matches to watch. It has been a long off season and yet here we are almost at the start of another. It's exciting. But uh, what final words of wisdom do you have for everyone? Uh... Fuse, fearless, and hunbin.
3: <laughs> Please. All right. All right. Um, I'll just say that the closer you get to the light, the greater your shadow becomes. Mm. And if you know what that's a reference to, then tweet at me at Sir Dr Jam. That's at Sir D R J M on Twitter.
1: I don't know what that means. Now, I want to. I want to Google it. Like, can I Google I it right now and tell you, or do if I have to Google like, it? You, you
3: will very quickly find out what it's from, but uh, but don't don't tell the people. I'm really? trying to drive them to my Twitter. I have a goal of getting hundred twi- getting to hundred Twitter fo- Twitter oh, followers. eighty five, st-
1: Okay. Mm. Okay. Okay. Go follow at Sir Doctor J M. The three of you who have Thank made you. it this Thank far you. in the show. You needed to have dropped that at the <laughs> no, start. No, no, no. The <laughs> okay? They
3: listened to the whole power rankings because they needed to find out who number one was. Well, that's true. They had no it's idea. Big mystery. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Um, Washington, you know earlier we had... um, Justice, obviously. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, earlier, we had talked about this uh, ever going rumor that Moth is going to be rejoining the San Francisco Shock. Like, you know, it's like, my God, it's Moth's music. Um Do you guys know how moths swim? No, I can't wait to find out though. No, they use the butterfly stroke. (laughs) Uh,
3: Yeah, they sure do, don't they?
2: (laughs) I didn't know they could swing to begin with.
1: (laughs) Hey, I mean, here's another one. This one's not at all related to Overwatch, but um, do you know what happens uh, when you pamper a cow? Yep. I'm no. horrified to find out. <laughs> you get sp- you get mm, spoiled, spoiled milk. milk. Got it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This this uh joke is also uh. kind of a s-
1: <laughs> spoiled milk. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, gosh, gosh. Well, one one final joke here. Um you guys know why spiders are so smart, right? No. Oh, they find mm. everything on the web. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. that's better that's better <laughs> okay okay i needed to end it on a more positive yeah. uh, dad joke but uh, if you hate these jokes or you love them or you have jokes you want to share follow at sir dr jam and dm or drop them in rsp cord it's discord.io slash ready set you can also follow us on twitter at ready set Home. i had mentioned at the top of the show i've mentioned it in the payload i'll mention it again We got some pretty cool uh guests uh in uh in the mix RSP is going to have a huge season. Um, I can't tell you who described us as such, uh, but uh, I, okay, I, I, I got I to gotta find the quote. I'm so sorry, guys. But uh, what were we described as here? uh, da, 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 da. uh we were described as the oh, those annoying three people. The pre Canada's preeminent Overwatch. That's right,
3: second other Canadian Overwatch podcast. Yeah. We are preeminent.
1: All of you. <laughs> <laughs>
3: They're
2: so bad, they just quit uh, before recording their first, first episode.
1: Wow,, well, no, I mean, hey, <laughs> we're the preeminent one, and I would love for others to, you know, look at us as the Shanghai Dragons of the uh, what, Net, Canadian You're, over- you're setting Polish some expectations Season one Shanghai? <laughs> uh, no, wow. no, no. Season... What are we at five, now? Five, now, yeah. season five, Shanghai, or oh, four, Shanghai, at least
3: going to? How about this? If yeah, there's true. other Canadian Overwatch podcasts out there, tweet at Ready Set Pone, and maybe we'll we'll do some cross pollination and follow and at at follow Sir and I mean tweet at me about One Man Watchpoint, my own podcast. Anyways, you, you guys,
1: yeah. does One Man Watchpoint have a? Uh, yeah, it's at Sir Doctor Jam. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if, you've, if you followed uh, Jordan 20 times at Sir Dr. Jan, make sure you also drop a follow to Omni at Sir, uh, <laughs> Sir, Sir, Sir Omni. At no, at Sir Dr. Like Jan. From now on,
2: you shall always refer to me as Sir Omni.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, you can find me, too, at Lightforce, though you're probably blocking me at this moment. So on behalf of Jordan, Omni, and myself, Chris, signing off this extra-long, goofy episode where we're pretty much out of time, Catch rays.